Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, that place uh, where Christ culture and nerd culture take the stage in an intricate interpretive dance that's both breathtaking and somehow jejun. My name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all the things that inspire our faith. <laughs> is that English? Yeah, I think it is, and inform our fandom. But I'm not going to be doing it all by myself. All by myself. Thank you very much, because uh, Batman has Robin. Han Solo has Chewbacca. How did I end up with this guy? With me, as always, <laughs> is Steve-O Supremo. Hi, hi, hiya. Hi, hi, hiya. Man, we got a new catchphrase for Steven. Hi, hi, that's, hiya. That's from Heavyweights. That's oh. how they say hi at the camp. Hi, hi, hiya. That's the movie about fat kids, right? <laughs> yeah, I identified heavily with that movie. Heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. I was a chubby kid, chubby adult. Speaking of identifying heavily, <laughs> finding the lines of appropriate and then blasting right past them, often imitated, never duplicated, it is the big man Quentin Gregory Neff. What's up, everybody? That's the best, that's the best intro Ooh. for now. You have your like uh, your your Stefan Urkel voice on. Ooh. <laughs> it's Qu- Quentin Yef. Hello, ladies. It's good to see you. Everything good, Quentin? Fantastic. Fantastic. Moving across the table, she is sweet and she's salty and she packs a mean super kick. It's Jackie freaking Wilson. I like super kicking things. <laughs> you really do. It's if, fun. If you were a little bit taller, you might actually be a threat. Like I mean, if I tried, I could definitely kick people. Yeah, her, but I don't try to. Her sweet chin music is more like sweet chest music. Sweet well, no, sweet still shin hurts, music. Man. Sweet shin music. Wait till she gets yeah. to the midget colonies. Nobody is safe. <laughs> I feel like that, that could be like offensive to people. I feel like that's not okay. Well, it's not okay to kick people. I'm going to super kick <laughs> the, the <laughs> line of appropriate. It's falling apart person. already. It's falling apart already. Uh, sometimes sassy, always classy, direct from the island of enchantment. It is Lady Lismati. Hey, hey. That is what they call Puerto Rico, right? The island of enchantment? Yes. I thought that's that what they nice. called New Mexico. That's the land of enchantment. Oh, okay. Would like you ever want to live in New Mexico? No. Nobody in their right mind would want to live in New Mexico. <laughs> I've seen Breaking Bad, so I don't want to live in New Mexico. I feel like I'm going to get shot by a bald man. You keep running your mouth, you might get shot by a bald man right here tonight. Hello! (coughs) Did Tony just just say he has a gun? (laughs) Uh, Pushing all the buttons that make us sound good. He is our own super genius, and he keeps this bucket of bolts flying. Let's give it up for Nicholas W. Sadler. Hi, Nick. Hello. We have a really unique and special honor with us tonight. Uh, We wanted to introduce uh, someone that's sitting around the table that's here for the very first time. Uh, But before we do that... As she waits in anticipation, sitting on the edge of her seat with bated breath, uh, we want you to take a chance to connect with us because every single person in our Nerd of God squad is important to the conversation. The best way for you to join up with us is to connect with us across all the social medias. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can check out our blog online at www.nerdofgodcast.com or you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. So, how many times have you heard me say that over the airwaves, Alexandria? (laughs) At least 75 times. (laughs) (laughs) And now you're experiencing it in person. Is it magical? It's really surreal because I was literally just listening to the episode from last week today on my way here because I had an hour. 
and I didn't want to miss anything important. You know, in, an, in an hour's time, you can get about a third of one of our episodes in. <laughs> Honestly, it's Oh my goodness, it's great. she called me important. <laughs> <laughs> well, we There's are so very... Ex- a, a, a listener from, I think, just about the very beginning, all the way from the land of Pennsylvania, it is Alexandria. <laughs> Should I? Do we go with the full government name? Alexandria Marissa. <laughs> go for it. Uh, Alex- yeah. That was Marika. Alexandria Marica. Uh, welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, Alexandria. Thanks, friends. <laughs> I'm so excited. Now, this is our second time, like, kind of meeting in this in this context. Uh, w- you being here in, in, in our church and here with our with our group here. But one time we came and visited you at the airport. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. I know. That was so random. It was right? cold. It, it was really weird. Was you were on your way back from? Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. And you had a layover here in Orlando, Florida. For six hours. At like seven o'clock in the morning. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> so I called the crew and I said, hey guys, come meet at my house because I live about seven minutes from the airport. And we all loaded up in the van and drove over to the airport and we met you in between the Disney and the Universal Studios store. You bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> and it was super early and you were super worn out because I feel like you'd been in like South America and hadn't showered for a week or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. That's really <laughs> accurate, actually. <laughs> and uh, it was great to like officially meet you then. But yeah. uh, when you told us that you were going to be coming to Central Florida for a couple months. We were super excited and I couldn't wait to get you on the show. This is like oh, a family so reunion for us. Yeah. Super cool. I love it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? I am from a teeny tiny town in Pennsylvania called Shalakta, which is actually 10 minutes from where Jimmy Stewart grew up. 10 minutes from Jimmy Stewart? Yeah. So not from Indiana, Pennsylvania? I'm Yes. Nobody knows where Shalakta is, so I say Indiana, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Jimmy Stewart does. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Jimmy Stewart's house. You like, seen his I can, house? Yeah, you can drive up to his house. A family lives there, but they like have it. They probably get really annoyed with people coming up. <laughs> did no, you did you like... look out the rear window? Mm. Well, oh, is that for a movie that rings a bell? And an angel gets his wings. Uh, Jimmy Stewart uh, jokes. And you know, the majority of our demographic has Just no laugh. idea who Jimmy Stewart <laughs> is. Yeah. They're getting sick of it. So hearing about him, they're getting vertigo. Uh, <laughs> you stepped on. So bad joke. That was bad. So Indiana, you you grew up in Indiana your whole life. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, now you're in Florida. Pennsylvania. Now I'm in Florida. Oh, you didn't yes. Indiana, Pennsylvania. Not or, the state. But not the state Chilocta. Indiana. I've been confused about this before. <laughs> I'm confused about it, too. Okay. You're not alone. You should <laughs> never name moment. a town a state's name. Yeah, it's that's strange true. Strange yeah. to me. Well, I'm well, from well. Kentucky, Florida. Yeah, so you... um. <laughs> you're gonna get who snorted <laughs> Alexandria who snorted who here snorts on the regular that you would be like oh Jackie snorted again <laughs> Alexandria I love your snort fantastic do that often I do <laughs> problem <laughs> so you're in Florida now uh, tell yeah. us tell us what brought you here um, I'm here because besides to hang out with us well yeah that was my first and only reason. Just kidding. Um, I'm here because I'm on base at Youth with a Mission, which is actually 30 minutes outside of Orlando. Okay. And so I'll be here for three months, and I'm doing missions training. And so we'll go over a lot of different topics, and then I'll be sent overseas for two months. Wow. Ooh. So from here to overseas. Yeah. That's do you know where yet? I do, but I'm I'm not allowed you to say, say it because it. it's a closed country. Oh. I'm going to do. That's cool. Yeah. Can you like can you like whisper it to us when after we're after the show or we're not allowed to no, we won't talk about it. We don't want we don't compromise no, your mission. I mean I can tell y'all. I no, just no, can't no, sh- sh- say it over the air. Yeah. Okay. Bosnia so we, and Herzegonia. That second one's not a thing. What? Herzegonia. It is. Herzegovia. That's what it is. Oh. <laughs> Sounds Herzegovina. Like, so, wow. 
What'd you call me? I, I think what you said was where uh, where where the bad guys were from in Rocky and Bullwinkle. That's where Boris and Natasha were from. Kill moose and squirrel. Oh no, that was Plotsylvania. Oh man, guys, so close. is this why the episodes take three hours? <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> now wow. You, now pain. you see how the sausage is made. <laughs> what you don't see is the original episode before it's edited down. Yeah, that's right. The, the four-hour episode that we whittle down. I mean, I will because I'll be here <laughs> for right. it. That's how the sausage gets made. You're in the room where it happens. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> and that happens often. In life yeah. and on this episode. It was Lise Marie. Marie the other day was the one that said that your first language is Tony. <laughs> That's so true, though. <laughs> 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 uh, because because it's, it's so true. Because it was brilliant. It's, somebody's going to tweet that, and they're going to credit the fakely smotty on Twitter. Oh. Who, stop following fakely smotty. <laughs> she's not me. Well, who do we follow? How do we follow the Maybe real news? What she's going to do is create a Twitter so people and can put not uh, fakely smotty. That's that be my Twitter. Hashtag that can the, be the, the, the really smotty. I'm going to see if that's... You can't say that because what's going to happen is somebody's going to go and they're going to get that Twitter name. Don't do it. <laughs> get it now. Just get it now. Do just it right make now. the Twitter right this now. This isn't a live show. This isn't... Yeah, this is a live. You can do it when we stop. Don't do it, future people <laughs> that's a valid point i'll put my phone down so before we get into all the the stuff that we need to talk about tonight and we get into the meat of the episode um i, I just wanted to talk about some things that were popping up that, that have been on my news feed or things that have kind of caught my attention over the past few days so the big trailer um that that w- i had the most fun watching this week was the edge of the spider-verse yes oh, i'm so excited have you seen this Spider-verse. alexandria oh. Do you, are you familiar with the edge of the spider-verse no. Okay, so all across the Marvel Universe, there's, you know, Spider-Man. Spider-Man yeah. does whatever spider can. Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, yes, yeah. into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> in, into the Spider-Verse. So all across, there's these kind of Elseworlds, fictional, like, hey, alternate universe versions of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You have Spider-Man Noir, which is kind of like a 1920s version of Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099. Um, back in the 80s, they did a, a spoof line called Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham. <laughs> um, most popular lately has been Spider-Gwen. She's mm-hmm. been kind of popular ever. So they're bringing all of these characters together, universes colliding, and this whole team of Spider-Men, kind of led by Miles Morales, uh, are coming that. together to save the universe and put right what once went wrong. And it's a cool animated feature. It comes out in what, December? Yeah. Yes. Ooh, exciting. And it looks... The, art the animation is... So oh, my goodness. It looks like a lot of fun. It's yes. so, so fun. So we, we saw the trailer, and then uh, Steve and I saw Venom, and... <laughs> After all the credits, they have a little a little scene from the movie. If you watch after all the credits from Venom, they have like a whole like section, and it got me super pumped. Well, who's the cast? Who is in this thing? I can't remember who's Miles Morales' voice actor is, but uh, uh, what's Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Yes. Is, oh, I'm so stoked is about. Is Peter Parker? <laughs> that's that's uh, Pe- Nick, Nick from, yeah. from the New Girl. Yes. And then Nicolas Cage is Spider-Man Noir. Okay. Really? Um, yes. Okay. And I can't remember who Gwen Stacy is. Um, oh, I can't remember. I, I like. I remembered when I saw her name. Who was Spider-Ham? John, John Mulaney. Mulaney. Oh, so God bless. It's the best. I love John Mulaney. <laughs> Everything about this, even before it's out, I know is perfect. I love John Mulaney so much. I'm so happy he's going to be spider him. Okay. So animals don't talk in this universe, do they? Gwen Stacy. <laughs> I don't want to freak Gwen Stacy. Oh, Gwen. wait, wait. Nick is speaking. Gwen Stacy is uh, played by 
Haley Steinfeld. Oh Haley yeah, Steinfeld, that's right. Okay, just she was in, uh, in case uh, in case any of our listeners don't know who she, that is. She played who is uh, it? she played uh, the little girl in the True Grit remake. Oh really? Yes. Oh I love she's that. She's also in the Pitch Perfect movie. One of them. I don't know. I've never seen them, but I know she's in one of them. <laughs> I know that they exist. She's I know they have an Anna Kendrick in them. Uh, well, that's cool. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I love this idea for taking oh. this thing into a different direction because, not to jump ahead to another movie, but Venom was Venom was a thing. Interesting. I did see Venom. You did? I did. Oh. I saw it as well. To me I have it. not talked to you that I didn't tell you that I saw Venom because I knew you were going to want to talk about it. When did you see Venom? I saw Venom on Saturday. Oh, okay. I've seen you like twice, three I, times. I know, and I've intentionally kept those cards face down because <laughs> I didn't want you, you to You could get... have said, I saw it, but I won't talk to you about it until we record. No, because That would you... never have worked on your She season. knows. She knows. I didn't talk to you about it. She you... saw it first. I was the first one. Yeah. Um, Neff and I saw it Thursday night. She saw it Thursday at like 6 o'clock. Oh, yeah, you saw it Thursday. I saw it Thursday. Don't try, Early don't, I, afternoon, son. <laughs> I don't know how early Did you see released. Venom? No? No. Okay. I'm busy so we're going to spoil this movie. We're going to spoil okay. the heck out of this movie. It's not a whole lot you can Are you spoil, ready? Though. Go for it. There's nothing you can spoil in this movie. It's, it's exactly what you think it would be. <laughs> There's no, like, yeah. uh, I think the biggest question going in, and I feel very comfortable spoiling this, the biggest question that I had going into it was, is uh, Sp- uh, Spider-Man going to be in it? Is, you know, are we going to see Tom Holland? Is he going to tie in the MCU? Uh, with a great sigh of relief, I say no. It is a standalone <laughs> movie. Did you not like it? Uh, it, it wasn't great. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. But it wasn't terrible. But you say it wasn't terrible in the same way that that you like go to Taco Bell and you eat it and you're like, yeah, it wasn't terrible. But really, it was. Really, it was. It just scratched a particular itch that you had yeah. at that moment. But it was not a good movie. There was, as a movie person, I don't know how you could watch that movie and say that was a decent movie because as a movie, it was hot trash. I got a confession to make. I actually really enjoy the movie, and I hate that I enjoy so it. So let's unpack this real quick. Without And I was going to say, don't spoil anything, but ah, you spoil it. It, it. There's nothing in the movie that, that is jaw-dropping. What did you like about it? Now, there, I will say... No, just tell me that, what, just, what, what did, did you like. What did you like? I, mostly, I liked the interaction between Venom and Eddie. <laughs> that's the only redeemable thing in the movie. And let me tell you between what the Venom and but, who? Eddie. Oh, okay. But that's what that's what I liked but about the, the movie. But the rest of the, that was the thing that wasn't that that was all that worked was Venom and Eddie, and the rest of the movie was just hodgepodge, slapdash, put together elements to kind of justify the two of them getting together and staying together. No, I agree, and that's like the that's why I liked the movie was that like if you can make a twenty minute movie of this that that'd be perfect for me, and that would have been great. Yes, but they 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 tried to make a three-minute movie and it was the trailer and it was awful. You are the <laughs> evil person. And, and thankfully, he was better in the movie yes, at speaking English. Whoever edited that trailer deserves Which to be what fired. Which doesn't say a lot because there was a lot of mumbling in that movie. Yeah, yes, was. but he had a parasite. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? What uh, What did you think, Neff? I liked it. I didn't think it was good. But I didn't think it was as bad as everybody's saying it is. I, but I also went in thinking it was going to be hot garbage and when it wasn't hot hot garbage I was like oh, okay this is warm garbage I can get behind this when the movie when doesn't the mo- smell so bad when the movie ended I was like Ugh, that wasn't a very good movie when the movie ended you slammed your hand on the seat next to me and said well that was heavy handed when the the whole reveal at the end of the movie yeah okay now the post credit scene with the reveal I rollingly that was the stupidest I, I rolled my eyes so hard I could see my spine <laughs> <laughs> and not only was it stupid but like the surprise character Horrible casting. Yeah. Really? Horrible casting. People were laughing. He, he like, looked, audibly he looked chuckling. Hilarious. No. It was Annie Wig. He did. <laughs> like, Annie Wig made me laugh so <laughs> hard. 
<laughs> I was can, like, I, can I spoil this, this for you guys? Are you guys going to get like super emotionally? No, I, I, I don't care. Okay, so skip ahead 15 seconds. The last scene, which is you know they're going to do it. They they go into the prison. Eddie Brock is going to go interview this serial killer, and it's Woody Harrelson with a carrot top wig right, on, yeah. and he's supposed to be Cletus Cassidy, who's going to become Carnage. And you know he's going to become Carnage because he says, they let me out of here, and it's going to be Carnage. No, no, no. He said, it when I get out of here, it's going to be Carnage. Carnage to he pay. pauses. They guys are like, it's going to be Carnage. Carnage to pay. I'm Cleet Cassidy. Like I reckon I like mustard on a biscuit. It's like, <laughs> He's really. got a weird thing with the way his mouth moves like it, this. Yeah. And listen, okay, I don't know if they were going like Woody Harrelson because I remember him in Natural Born Killers. He's like a serial killer, right? Maybe it's a continue. Remember him in White Man Can't Jump? <laughs> you remember him in Cheers? I don't know, but that's my Woody Harrelson. <laughs> So, spoilers off. Uh, this whole movie was such a crappy construct of a movie, and it was just a bunch of scenes that were designed. Like, somebody said, okay, we have Venom. Cool, liquidy suit, Eddie Brock. We got to get these two together. Now, what can they do? And they just kind of, like, came up with storyboard ideas. They threw them to the wall, and they said, all right. just," And they said, let's film that. And it didn't even make any sense. The worst part of the movie, the worst part of the movie, the worst part of the movie, in my opinion, which I hate it because she's delightful, is was Michelle Williams. Yeah, she wasn't great. And it wasn't even that she wasn't great. She didn't have anything to work with. Wait, and it, it, not Jenny Slate? No, Jenny Slate, at least Jenny Slate she wasn't was... even... She just did the thing. She was a MacGuffin. But of course, every time I saw Jenny Jenny Slate and whenever she said symbiote, I'm like, oh, that's ADR. Eddie, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the, the worst thing was like, okay, his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, the girl is a lawyer. Ex-fiance. Whatever. And it's like, okay, so here he is. He's in this building. He's fighting a bunch of cops and he's throwing them all over the place. And then the dust clears and she comes walking around the corner. Why the crap was she in that building? What justification? Why the crap was she anywhere ever in this movie? And how did she have the skill to do all the things she did? Terrible, terrible. And these symbiotes, the whole thing was, we're trying to graft them to human hosts, and they don't work. They keep killing everybody they touch. Except for this one, which conveniently goes to that guy, that dog, this girl, and back to the guy. Like, well, it's right. no big deal. He's the leader. No, that was Venom. No, Raphael's the leader. No, Leonardo leads. Donatello does machines. Oh. Anyway, oh, it was a no. dumb movie. And if you say it, I don't care if you liked it. If you, it's okay to like dumb things. Mm-hmm. I like you guys. But. Thanks, Dad. It's, <laughs> it's okay to time. like. <laughs> and I'm feeling so attacked right now. No, 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 no. I, Wait, when I said you guys, attacked. please please keep in mind that when I said that, my, my hands went to 10 and 2 here. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, I am 2. All as well. I'm tan. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the movie was dumb. If if you liked it, if you liked it, whatever, that's cool. It's okay to like dumb movies. They're all like on Fast and Furious twelve right now, so I'm sure oh there's a market for it. But Venom was was was. Dumb. Um, Jackie. Yes. I found something for you. Aw. Moving away from Venom, if nobody else has anything to say. Somebody sent me this video, and I'm going to post it on our nerdigodcast.com. So check this thing out. You're going to love it. Okay. But it's a uh, it's a big band. So you think mm-hmm. your horn section, your drums, yes. I mean, a lot of fun stuff. Yes. And they're playing, someone's playing 8-bit Super Mario Brothers. Oh, boy. And they're doing the music to it live as the person plays. Ooh. And suddenly I realized there was something that I, I want in my so life. so cool. How cool is it? I love it. So they like do like I the sound feel, effects? I feel Everything. like I scrolled past the video. Like, I think I saw the video, but I didn't have time to actually like watch it. It's worth watching. And it's oh. long because I thought they were just going to, okay, here's another band. They're going to play the Super Mario theme. How, how many times have we heard this? But no, they actually play it along with the person when they when when he dies they're like do 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 I mean they actually play it do they do the thing when he gets a star 
everything. 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 It's everything. Crazy. I, so there's excited. even one moment where he kind of like climbs up to the end and he jumps over to get the flagpole and he misses the flagpole and they play like in a like a disappointing way as he's doing it. And I realized that in my life, I want to play a video game and have live music played underneath my video game That's while lovely. I'm doing it. It Legend was a of Zelda. breathtaking. Oh, I'm not ready for that. I'm not emotionally prepared for and that. And you'll one. just, what you do just is if you have a voiceover person that goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. People throwing this how Jackie do. glass glass jars around me all the time, shattering you missed pots. Mr. Q, Toby, get out of here! The whole time I'm playing, Jackie's sitting. Like, hey, listen! Hey, <laughs> listen! So we're gonna post that on nerdguidecast.com. Please go see that uh, right now. It is worth your five minutes. Hello. Uh, hello. What was that? Hello. Who said that? Is that you? Neff, you? No, it was not me. Why would I be asking if it Ladies was and me? gentlemen, our special guest tonight, Adele, is with um, <laughs> no. um Steven, yes. there was a tweet that broke my heart this week. What happened? What did I do? <laughs> what Why did, did you I assume do? it was you? I just always it's assume it's me. <laughs> it's usually Steven. It's most I'm looking at Steven because before the show I said, Hey Steven, I'm gonna reference something tonight. Could you be prepared to pull oh, that? Oh yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot that we were talking about that. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know. Let me go find it. Cut. So many things. Let me Cute go find it. Wait, no, this is, this is gone. <laughs> oh, here it is. It's just the, the Holy Spirit. The last thing I sent to you. Okay. Pause real quick. While, while Steven's looking for the thing that he was supposed to have. I got it. Um, in my bathroom, in my house, there were five living spiders in my bathroom. Wait, wait, wait. What like kind of bathroom? In my bathroom, bathroom in my bathroom, in my bedroom, there were five or the bathroom that we living use. spiders. What kind of spiders? Um, uh, it, like it daddy long leg spiders, oh, but, 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 but other spiders too. But oh, the thing is this, no. they're alive and there's five of them. And I was, I, I didn't cash. Pardon me. I didn't casually just go to the bathroom. I only walk in there when it's time. <laughs> so what I have a choice to make now. We just... I mean, go out. <laughs> <laughs> like, past like two. I'm not alone. <laughs> it's like, I always feel like somebody's watching me. It was really uncomfortable. So I'm like, now I've got to like be vigilant while I'm doing my business. Why don't I've you just got to go to your other bathroom because I was already engaged, Stephen. <laughs> I thought you were married. <laughs> ah! Gosh, Quentin. you're gonna die. <laughs> Please don't hit the table. <laughs> that is someday. my rule. That is my. Your drink jumped. I <laughs> made you feel any better. Jumped. I found a whole lizard two days ago in my nope. bathroom. A whole lizard. A whole lizard. Okay, welcome now, to I'm Florida. Not, yeah, welcome to Florida. Uh, I would have rather had a lizard because lizards eat spiders. Yes. And I'm not even like nope. that. I'm just saying there were five <laughs> spiders in my bathroom. Spiders yeah, but I wasn't the one that found it. It was like it was the girl in my room that's scared of things like that. Uh, so everybody so on trauma. campus heard. Yeah. So would you rather find a whole lizard or half a lizard? Mm. Or a lizard tail. That's like I the, would take a tail. I think uh, with the, the tails, tail though, have you ever, they they still wiggle after you cut a lizard tail. Yeah, it's yeah. like interesting. Move. And then they grow back. It's <laughs> so cool. That's Science. Like the old line. The lizard about? grows back. The tail from grows. the tail. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they make new lizards. Welcome to Florida. <laughs> it's like Cell from Dragon Ball. I've never seen so many lizards and squirrels at the same time. It's crazy. <laughs> do, wait, do they not have lizards and squirrels in in uh, Pennsylvania? Only there are different, no, different seasons. Not in this. Oh, lizards are. There are squirrels and deer. And bears, we have bears too. And, Don't, and yeah, deer, no, but like in a popka, bears will straight up come and they will take your. Oh, trash. I know they oh. they come on our campus oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Pop is a scary place. Panthers. So, I'm like ten minutes from there. We have a, panthers. We have yes. panthers. There's a lake in we a popka it. called Lake Apopka that is filled. <laughs> 
<laughs> we wow. have oh, gators on our Not just a clever title. Filled <laughs> with alligators. Well, any any body of water in Florida that's bigger than a bathtub is going to have at least yes. one gator in it. But Lake Apopka and maybe is a couple especially filled with alligators. But like, they can had, you uh, they... zip line over them? No. <laughs> Except for at well, Gatorland. Yeah, that's right. I can't again. You should never <laughs> zip line over gators. Steven. Any place. Did I ever? Have We're I ever, gonna zip line over gators. I will never zip line over <laughs> gators. I think the, I'm the, gonna convince you. The otherwise. Alexandria Marissa challenge has just been thrown down. The gauntlet <laughs> is out. And I'm Steven, gonna. So vote for it on Twitter today. Let us know if you think that Steven should go zip lining over gators. And film it. Heck yeah. to the no. We talked about uh, this like three days ago. He content. can. It's no, dead set on to. not doing this. Yeah, no, but because, because it's going to happen. I am a heavy person. If that thing breaks, I am lunchtime for four and a half First gators. of all, if you fall off of a zip line, they didn't tie that not correctly. I don't trust. So you can correct. sue them. So you can lay there and get eaten and point your finger at them in a, <laughs> in a harsh way. I'll sue you if I make it out of this. My pit. next of kin is going to write you a strongly worded letter. Yeah, they <laughs> probably have that in their waiver or something. Do you, do, have we ever, if I have to sign something before I, I do something. Somewhere. Have we ever called Gatorland on the air before? No. no. Okay, oh. we're going to do this right now. For Gatorland, you're going to love this. No, they're not, but that's okay. Just just track with me on this one, guys. They have a uh, you're going you're gonna to love this, Lee Smarty. Okay, this is perfect <laughs> for you. Gatorland is a theme park. I think they opened in the 1940s. They were one of the first theme parks in Central Florida, and they do specialize in gators. That's kind of what they have. They don't have they don't have rides. You know they don't have Ferris they have wheels. All right, it's they, dangerous. they have uh, they have gators and a, and a zip line. Now they have it, but uh, Gatorland is it, you know, it's classic country Florida. It's a great attraction. But I'm gonna call them real quick. I've got their number right here because Google is <laughs> a thing. Speed so here it's we go. Check this out. Zoo. This is Gatorland uh, in Kissimmee, Florida. The wrong are we yeah. going to Gatorland? Got to talk to Gatorland. Shush. <laughs> folks, and thank you for calling us right here at Gatorland, a veritable extravaganza of fun and excitement, home of the all-new Screaming Gator Zipline, man, man, you're going to love this place, just, just not right this here minute, because we're closed for the night. Hey, for Generali, Information and Espaniola, well, you can press number five, Green <laughs> uh, you ain't got to go no. Oh, what are you thinking? I don't speak no Spanish. Hey, my little American. <laughs> I never knew that existed. That is Gatorland, ladies and gentlemen. That Welcome to a, Florida. That honestly makes me want to go really to Gatorland. Just Gatorland. made me want to do that all the more. Yeah. Gatorland so, is like the, it's like the upper uh, uh, Appalachian Mountains where you can see Bigfoot, but here it's Florida Man. <laughs> we got Swamp Florida Cabbage Man. Man. Swamp Cabbage Man out here in, in Florida. Swamp so. Ape. Gatorland is That's Gatorland right. is great. What, great. How did we get on this conversation? Oh, Stephen I, was looking for a tweet. No. Oh my gosh! I mean, yes. Oh, yes. Hold on. Yes. No, no, no. That's not what started it. I happened Ugh. while I was looking for a tweet. I was like, Stephen's looking for a tweet. Speaking of tweet, this, 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 and now we ended up with Gatorland. I, I was buying your time. I had it ready before you forgot you had a second time. I had it ready before you bought it. I had it ready before he started buying me time. Right yes, I have it right now. Okay. But now I'm not in the mood. It's kind of what I imagined. The energy in the room is not appropriate for the tweet. So let's shift gears. Just Hold on to that so tweet. Dumb. I'm going to give you an opportunity to forget about it a third time. We have a guest. <laughs> Can we? 
<laughs> she has listened to us faithfully for 75 episodes. And now we're breaking her heart. And now no. she's so disappointed. Never she's listened to heroes. The, she listened to the episode where Tony and I got into a fight about Samwise Gamgee, so she can make it through that. Oh, she can make it through this. God yeah. bless you. And you were wrong. Mm-hmm. And you still are. Oh, right? I saw it. <laughs> Water under the bridge. Water o- or over the dam. Or over. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> no, I was going to jump in with you. Like, oh, man. JFK, blown away. What else do I have, have to say? Can I just say, that's how my 10th grade teacher taught us history. Really? I'm it. not kidding you. It was honors history. Or, yeah, honors history. Honors and that's history. what we did. By, by Professor Billy Joel. <laughs> I love it. William Joel. Mr. Roberto. But close. No, Billy Joel's the guy who said no, 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 we no, start I know the that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never understand with you millennials if I have to speak and t- teach you things. I thought you were going to say you speak in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that too. Like, no, you're going to say millennials if you speak in tongues. Back in my day, MTV played music. That's what the M stands for. Um, I said for anyway. millennials. No, whatever. Uh, so there's a thing coming out, and I don't know if I want it or not. It's the PlayStation Classic. I really want that. You want? Tell me why so you badly. sell me on it because I'm not, I'm on the fence on this thing. Tell me what it is that makes you want it. I have a question. It's about literally it. just nostalgia. So so explain to me what it is that like where does it touch you in in the heart of your nostalgia? Because my older brother is six years older than me, and we didn't have a lot in common, <laughs> and so we. We used to fight all the time, but he used to let me play his PlayStation with him. Okay. I wasn't actually playing. He just gave me the controller <laughs> unplugged. That's what but big I really do. thought yes. that I was playing with him, and so I, it really bonded us. Uh, my Aww. sister thought she was so good at Sega Genesis. My sister has never played Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> my brothers funny. are the best at video games. My middle brother does tournaments, and I suck. I'm the, an, I'm the antithesis. <laughs> this this moment of sames and opposites is brought to you by. Uh, so th- so they, they haven't announced all the different games that are going to be on it. Uh, it looks like they're just going to be releasing system after system after system with all these with retro. Like, remember all these games? Um, I don't know that I want it yet. I'm ready for the PS3 classic. <laughs> That's what I'm excited for. I, I have a box of PlayStation 3 games, and I want to use them so much, but I'm never going to use them. My PlayStation 3 isn't even hooked up, and I hate it because I love my PS3. But I, I'm still decided. Let me know what you guys think. If you guys out there in their God Squad love the PlayStation classic, I think they only have like five games announced for it right now. What, what are they? Uh, Final Fantasy VII, okay. mm-hmm. which is not the best Final Fantasy, but it's not a bad Final Fantasy. Ridge Racer 4, which is not the best Ridge Racer, and it's not that great of a Ridge Racer. Um, Tekken 3, which is the best Tekken. I like Tekken. Uh, a game called Wild Arms, and a game called Jumping Flash, which is not great. Jumping Flash was like a launch title for PlayStation. It just wasn't I'm excited great. for two of those games, hmm. which I can buy for five dollars on, on your PlayStation yeah so i don't know why you necessarily need like this third thing you know like yeah so i, I don't know i'm not convinced yet I'm not convinced for 100 bucks that i want to play final fantasy 7 again because final fantasy 7 is like 100 hours of wow this game is relatively unplayable now was, i've tried to play it it's what, unplayable now. what games would you want to have on a, on a ps1 yeah what would you want almost oh, golden eye resident mm-hmm. evil golden eye wasn't for ps1 resident evil the resident evil one resident oh. evil two but eh. but even uh, those are that might be unplayable now because of the mechanics i mean it's a great question jackie there was there, there's a lot of innovative and interesting games for playstation but it's hard to kind of go back and capture the same thing because technology's moved forward so much mm-hmm. there was one game that, that came out called monster rancher it was very similar to pokemon uh and a cool feature about monster rancher this was super Super innovative that a lot of those PlayStation games were so simple in their construction that they could run off of the RAM in the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. A, a really interesting way to do that was there was a game called Ridge Racers, a racing game, fun racing game. But once the game loaded, 
it didn't even need the disc anymore. It just used the disc for the soundtrack. So if you popped open the PlayStation after you started the race, you could put in your own CD and listen to your music while you played Ridge Racer. Huh. That was kind of cool, right? little hack there. But in Monster Rancher, you would breed and then raise and challenge your, these monsters. But the cool feature about this was you could go to the ranch and you would hatch an egg. And the way you would hatch an egg is this. You would pop open the PlayStation, and it, this was built into the game, and you would put in any music CD that you had. Music CDs were like MP3. Threes, but it's what we had in the 90s. <laughs> and We're you would aware. put your CD in there. So let's just say you want to put in there uh, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill, because that would be a time-appropriate CD. Or, hey, here's Chumbawamba or whatever, Spice World. Or, so you put those in there, and then when you, it would read the unique code of the CD, like the makeup of the tracks and everything like that, and it would breed a monster completely unique to whatever that CD was. Oh, that's cool. that is cool. That's it was really neat, right? So, and then you could breed them together and create like this just infinite world of monsters. That was kind of cool. You can't really do that when you're playing a backwards digital game. And most yeah. of them just aren't that fun or pretty to look at anymore. So um, let's leave the past in the past, kids. For some reason, Nintendo is the only console I think that nailed, like we're going to make classic timeless games. Because they made them simple yet challenging. The NES and the SNES, those games are playable forever. Yes. Forever and ever, amen. I, I don't know how far they're going to get past that. They're going to eventually, like you said, Steven, they're going to come out with a Nintendo 64 classic, and people are going to go, wow, N64 wasn't that good. I want, I'll, I'll buy the GameCube Classic because that's what I—that was my first console. I so. get it, but those even those games were just—they—they they weren't as timeless. I don't think. I, I hope think. they have Spider-Man for the for the for the GameCube. The one with the foggy ground that you can't walk on the, on the ground. Yeah, it's yeah, the best. It just makes me sad. I used to play Digimon on my GameCube. Digimon, Digimon, yeah. digital monsters. Digimon yeah. are the champions. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't play. I didn't never play Digimon. Nope. Digimon was wasn't that it was kind of like a, a knockoff of Pokemon, right? Yeah, I was too much. busy spinning my Beyblades and playing Yu-Gi-Oh. What do you remember, Bakugan? Yes, the little balls that <laughs> yeah. would roll out and then it would <laughs> pop into a little little thing. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, speaking of things that make me sad. Oh, okay, so earlier this week, or last week, or whenever this was tweeted, a tweet was tweeted. Uh, by a man by the name of Chris Evans. You, who you guys might know as... Uh, okay, I guess you guys know who he is. <laughs> for, Chris Evans. I love him. From, they just from, like that name a lot. From Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. He was also in Snowpiercer. <laughs> oh, oh, isn't he uh, the, the Human Torch? He was the he human, torch, human Torch, the original. Thank you, Neff. Uh, also, more recently, you might know him from a little movie called The Avengers as Captain America or yes. from the subsequent Captain America movies. And, or, uh, or the preceding Captain America movie. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, and uh, he tweeted. We're gonna let Stephen keep talking so he can forget what he's talking I about. I have now. it right here. All right, go ahead. He tweeted, and on October fourth, he said, "Officially wrapped on Avengers four. It was an emotional day to say the least. Playing this role over the last eight years has been an honor to everyone in front of the camera, behind the camera, and in the audience. Thank you for the memories. Eternally grateful." This is a problem for future me to deal with. Yeah, I don't want to deal with this right now. I wish I could. I wish I could do the Casey Kasem voice. That would have been. And he writes, <laughs> "This sounds like a goodbye." I don't. For Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's the I only. Just, Chris Evans is the only one that survives Avengers yeah, Four. So. A giant swerve. Every the entire cast and crew get fired. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Just, here's my takeaway from it. He 
has to sign a non-disclosure agreement. He can't talk about it. So I think that unless his contract's up, then he don't care about no non-disclosure. What are they going to not bring him back? I'm sure it goes until after the movie is released. I'm sure it does. Um, But I think it's probably a swerve. You falling back on your your entertainment law degree to make that interpretation? Yes, yes. Listen, I have a degree in entertainment law. It's an entertaining degree. It's not real. (laughs) (laughs) But it's entertaining. I have a degree in Greendale. (laughs) I have a degree in Bird Law. But uh, I think it's I think it's a swerp. I think it's a or just him like, hey, I had so much fun with this journey, and I'm gonna keep doing it for three more movies. Feels like a goodbye. Uh, it's definitely. I feel like why would he? They've got to stop. Eventually. Exactly. It's too I'm saying. obvious. It's too obvious. Like obvi- Like he knew what he was doing. Unless you think, hey, why do you? This guy. That's his personal Twitter. It's not his like I, my Captain America fan feed. That's the, that's him saying, this has been a great day. This has really been an incredible ten years. Thank you guys. Goodbye. Yeah, that's what I'm. But, that thing in my. But no, like but thank that you. Still goodbye. Seems too obvious. Like that's his personal thing. So no, I don't think. It's I don't know. Both of his backups I don't. are dead. <laughs> I don't want it to be a goodbye, but I'm prepared for it to be a goodbye. You were prepared in the last movie. Now remember, I mean, everybody said I he was to gonna. Be. Everybody told told us he was gonna die in Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Civil well, War? I've I've been in prepared for him to die since Civil War. Like I'm mean, like, it's gonna happen. He has to stop being Captain America eventually. Never. So, like, I mean, I don't ever want him to stop being Captain America. But realistically, he has to stop. Robert Downey Jr. has to stop. It's gonna happen it sometimes. Hurts. Why are why are you ruining my heart tonight? Because I'm just getting you prepared. That's how I went huh. into um, Infinity War. It was like it's gonna be all over. Like this all- is the beginning of the end. So now I want to take you guys on a journey here to where the old versions of you live. Now, Neff, you're 23. Yes. Alexandria, 23. Lise Marie, 22. Jackie, 24. Yeah. Steven, 28. Yes. Old Nick. Nick's 47. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a double story. <laughs> that was a double, double pump there. So <laughs> you guys are about to enter into something that you've maybe never experienced before, or at least you've not experienced in the fullness. One day there will come a day when they're going to reboot all these characters. And they're going to have new actors and new costumes and new storylines, and you're going to be the old people who are going, I liked it better when it was Chris Evans as Captain America. I'm not so much a fan of the kid from the blah, 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 gonna play. And, and then you're going to be the people that are going, oh, I don't like the way they did that. This this happened the other day. We were in Target, maybe, maybe? Stephen, and we saw these Ninja Turtles figures. Oh, yeah. And I said, those are trash. And you're like, why are they trash? I'm like, because they're not my Ninja Turtles. They don't look <laughs> They don't look like they did when I was a kid, when I was buying the eggplant-headed Playmates figures with the all-brown weapons and accessories. And they weren't bad figures either. <laughs> but you're, you're but just... they weren't my Ninja Turtles. You have to understand, like, they, they weren't my... No, I understand. Because my Ninja Turtles is from the 1990 movie. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Mine is from the 2000 Mine too. show. But it's just funny how you, you get to this point where generationally things change. and You go, oh, they've switched up something that is my thing. And now it's this next generation's thing. And youths are stupid. And they don't know, they don't know what's good. I never want to be like that. They just rebooted DuckTales. Mm-hmm. And I... Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. But the the art style is so off-putting for me. I want to watch... It's totally different. But it looks good. Like, they got good actors in there. They do. and But I don't know that that redeems the property. I, and I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm Admittingly, I don't know. But... I just get uncomfortable when they take things that I love and they just remake them in a way that maybe I don't love. It. One day it might be SpongeBob. These money. Like, mm, don't come. I think they already did that in season six onward. Wait, yeah, now you say this, but one day SpongeBob will end, and then 
in 10 years, 15 years from then, they'll re they'll bring it back. They do it with everything. Oh, can you imagine that? That'd be crazy. Or you can just be like the Simpsons and just never die. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then nobody cares about you. You either you either die a hero or live long, long enough to see yourself become the villain. Exactly. So um, <laughs> I speak Tony. I I, I, I have to uh, tell people sometimes. I, I remember when uh, Amazing Spider-Man. The first one came out, and people were like saying, "Oh, new Spider-Man! Spider-Man's so much better than Tobey Maguire." Wow. They were the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, not the second one, because at that point everybody made a big U-turn. But I was like, "No!" <laughs> so I got <laughs> what you said. Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Everyone awkwardly moonwalked out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> but Tobey Maguire, like for me, like growing up, the even the third movie, like those three movies were my Spider-Man. Like, he'll all, like, and I know Tom Holland's great. Like, he does a great job as Spider-Man. Yes. But to me, Tobey Maguire will always be Spider-Man. To retweet. Me. He was that way until I saw <laughs> Did we just do a, a retweet IRL? <laughs> I say that all the time. I love it. For real, for real. So this is, the, the, the to your point, uh, and tagging it back to an earlier point, um, the Eddie Brock Venom from the Venom movie still better than the Topher Grace Venom from yes. Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Yes, 100%. So credit where credit's due. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't hate Venom. I thought Venom, Eddie Brock, I thought that little deal with the exception of one part at the very, very end when he, like the last scene in the movie when the mask like pulls off and you just see half of his face you underneath. The part goes, from the trailer? We are Venom. And I'm like, that's stupid. That was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't forget somehow that... Anyway, that's supposed Tom, to Tom symbolize that they are now one. We are Venom. I also don't like when Ve- it's a stupid line from the movie, but Venom's like, "You're a loser," and he's like, "But it's okay. I'm like, I'm kind of a loser on my planet too." No, you're shut up, Venom. Totally you stupid you're face. You're trying to be relatable. Teenage, yeah. <laughs> you're trying to be relatable. I'm kind of like, a loser too. You don't too. know my life. Let's go to the mall and get a boba tea. I want to go to Hot Topic. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, eventually something's going to get rebooted and you're going to hate it. Uh, could be the worst thing ever or it could be the best thing ever. Speaking of, you guys know what time it is? It's time for the best thing ever. It's a magical moment, you guys. Uh, best thing ever is a bracket system where we compete uh, every week with two two challengers in a certain category. And this season we are talking about villains. I forgot to vote this week. I did you? I Shame. Wait, did I vote? I may have voted. Well, no, I did vote. Just kidding. I, I did. Well, I. <laughs> so did I. We're going to go look and we're going to see because this thing was really, really, really tight all the way through. And we're going to go take a look right now. Don't, don't be cheating. I'm <laughs> looking at the photos on my phone. Cheetah. Anthony. We are going to. Oh. <laughs> I felt weird saying that. Kick, him, up, kick him off the show. The show I immediately, there it is. He's gone. I, I, I immediately retract my statement. Please don't. I've spent too much money. In the tightest best thing ever. I can't believe this. I'm so angry at this right now. This is not right. Oh, this no, is I this haven't. is wrong. In the best this week's best thing ever, uh, we we have our poll that goes up on the Twitter. People can vote for who they think is the best villain. And this week we had Sauron, mm-hmm. the Dark Lord, the ever seeing eye from the Lord of the Rings, versus yeah. Loki, the God of Mischief, mm-hmm. uh-huh. the son of both Asgard and Jotunheim from the Marvel Cinematic Universe or Marvel, as it were. Yep. And with fifty four percent winning mm, by two votes. So close. What? Is the Loki? Whoa! I'm so upset. I knew that was totally gonna happen. That's garbage. My bracket just got ruined. That's that's tough. I mean, that was a tough one. But I feel you know the people have spoken. I can tell you all the things. Well, the people are wrong. I demand. (laughs) So I veto this and I ask for a redo. Recount. This is Florida. We need a recount of the votes. (laughs) Let me be honest. I voted for Loki. 
Why? Not why? Because he didn't get defeated by a bunch of little people. What? <laughs> Actually, specifically two little people. Uh, two little people with a bunch of trees. He got defeated by Grimace. <laughs> what do you want? Within trees, it's all to listen. I'm just saying, uh, it, my, and my wife and I fought about this. We had a, a heated argument. Like oh she threw dishes at me. Oh my! And they're paper plates, but still but she threw still. them. <laughs> no, she didn't really. She's a saint. Uh, but we 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 fought about this, and she said Loki is a way 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 better villain. She said because Loki, his skills and manipulation is that he will get close enough to you where he can do the most damage to you. He will make you like him. Mm-hmm. He will make you trust him, and then when you are <laughs> your most vulnerable he'll exploit it which I think was a valid point point. and your yeah. wife loves Lord of the Rings she yeah. does yeah. she desperately loves Lord of the Rings but she loves Loki too and, and I said see that's the difference I said Loki is so everywhere you don't know is he really committed to being a bad guy even I mean I feel like the movies kind of showed that he's pretty committed for yeah. the most part but you know you keep wanting to cheer for him because he keeps getting the I mean what, did he go out as a bad guy No, he went out with like a little like wink and like, look at me, I'm going to be the hero. Stabby, stabby. Oh, no. Next to his best friend, Heimdall. You know what Sauron did? He just killed a bunch of stuff, man. He just broke through stuff, man. He just took over Actually, stuff. Actually, he Wait, didn't do anything. He was a giant eye. Everybody else did everything for him. And you know what that is? That's good leadership. That's, pa- that's what, what I, I call devastation by delegation. That's what I think. <laughs> he just drips some visine on him and he's done. Sauron, Sauron could run the leader labs. That's respect you can't buy. I'm just saying, man. My guy had... He got killed by a broken sword. He had not one but two towers. <laughs> <laughs> he had an army of ugly monsters with handprints on their face. I'm just saying, Sauron is hardcore, dude. I mean, he one piece of jewelry wrecked the whole world. Wrecked the whole world. Loki, eh. One piece yeah. of jewelry ruined his life. Mm. Regardless, the people have voted, and they're wrong, but Loki moves on in the brackets. and <laughs> I don't even care about the best thing ever. Alexandria anymore. is no longer going to listen to our show. and That's because <laughs> you oh, lost. I quit listening 10 minutes ago. Just like So we're going to move on to our next uh, fraudulent bracket this week. Uh, this is just <laughs> another one of those ones that we'll see what happens, but um, moving on from Loki to... Th- uh, you know what? I don't even... It's th- like Metallica. Nothing else matters. This one's going to be so one-sided, it's ridiculous anyway. So uh, it's going to be the alien queen the xenomorph from the movie aliens uh versus thanos so go ahead and vote for thanos now on our twitter page oh no i would vote for alien shut your mouth have you guys ever seen really no wait she's just playing devil's advocate (laughs) no no no, i really would why i don't have a reason i just really like like alien and have you guys ever played the alien video game it's terrifying it is which which, which, alien isolation yes yes it is terrifying it's terrifying and that's why i would vote for that i own and that's and the the cool thing about that game like and this is it is a morbidly terrifying game is you're not fighting like an onslaught of aliens like a whole army you're on a space station with one alien yeah and a bunch of crazy and it stalks you okay well my friend hooked up the game to surround sound in his room and like i don't even know how he did this but like strobe lights no and so every time that the music played no it started going off and the uh -uh. surrounds it was awful now now, if you had a playstation camera on on your on your ps3 or whatever system you're playing it on there was a really horrible feature horrible (laughs) feature whatever game developer did this there's a special place in shield for this person (laughs) if you made noise in the the room yes if you made noise in the actual room where you are sitting in real life 
the alien can find you. Yeah. Uh, so, like, if you're sitting there no. and you, like, you know, knock on something, the alien will now know where you are and be able to track you. That's why Yay. I would vote for See, alien. Game, gameplay so, like because of that, that game. gives me so much anxiety. So, I can't play games like that. So this thing is stalking you and you're hiding in the game no. and you're See, literally like, holding your breath in real life because if you make a noise, it will find you. It's terrifying, but I could not stop playing. It's ridiculous. Man. I, own, <laughs> I own two copies of it. I've played an hour. And I'm too scared to finish. It is. It is a really. I'll scary take those game. off your hand. Uh oh. All right. I'll give you one. Let's <laughs> make a deal here. One of one of them. I'm not going to play again. So you can oh, you can have one of them. It no. is a it is a very very intense game. But uh, Alien uh, and the and the Alien Queen is a that's a big mamma jamma. Oh yeah, there. Alien versus Predator. You see, like she's like a giant T Rex thing. Yeah, she's a monster. Uh, and but of course Thanos. Uh, I think easily the most popular Marvel villain right now. Uh, but not for a great reason. You know, Thanos was never, like, top of the stack popular until Infinity War and the mm -hmm. MCU came along. I mean, he was... With or without the gauntlet? That's what I was going to ask. It's always with. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to say without. I'm going to say still, without. Still beat the up Infinity the Hulk. Gauntlet, I mean, you I mean he's pretty terrifying without because he kills half of everyone. Just, I'm just saying, I think that I think that Thanos without the gauntlet is where, where you're coming from. He beat yeah. up Hulk single-handedly without the gauntlet. I mean, he well, had I some mean, of the gauntlet he had on. Some of yeah, it. but I'm, he didn't use. He didn't it have though. enough of the gauntlet to make it. Really I think when he punched matter. the gauntlet, did what did he? He, he had something. The, the gauntlet was like lit up when he was punching him. At that point, was he it? only had he one. Using, he had the uh, the, the red power. the red one the power. The, and I thought he only used that on four. No, the red one's the reality stone. The, the aether. Yeah. No, he had the purple one. Which he, had the he, he had the purple, purple one because yeah. he took that from uh, from the the Nova Corps. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which so when, he had at least when he that one. when he punches the, the Hulk, you can see it light up right before he punches him at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but it looks that. like he could still be like he was like with his other hand, he was still going. It, it doesn't matter. We can talk about it all night long. Yeah. Guys, vote on our Twitter page. Best thing ever. Blah blah blah. Um, we're gonna play games. <laughs> so <laughs> uninteresting. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know this is it's just I hate it when they're one sided like that. It's like anybody versus Thanos, anybody versus. But then you get mad when Loki. Has a surprise no, come from behind victory? It's okay. I, it, I I disagreed with it, but at least I understand the. P and it was close. It was one of those ones. It was up and down, up yeah, and down for, it wasn't for like a, a week. Out. I should have used my other two Twitter accounts to vote for Cheetah. That is why do, do you, you have do that? More than no, I've never Twitter. once did that. So wait, if Thanos, if Thanos <laughs> wins, does he go against Loki in the next round? Because we already know what happens. Uh, Thanos versus. Oh, oh. No. I did a squeezy, squeezy. That <laughs> <laughs> hurts never. my heart. Now uh, remember. Remember, oh it's um, this is not uh, it's not a who would win in a fight. It's who is the better villain. So okay. uh, that might be the, the the difference, and that might be why you know uh, we see Loki beat Thanos. That might be why Thanos beat Sauron. So uh, definitely, I, I think Thanos is a more interesting villain than Sauron. So I'll give it to the people on that one. Is that from SpongeBob? It is from SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah come on, you're too old. You don't understand. So we've been we we've sat here and we've we've made Alexandria listen to us talk and run our mouth and fight with each other and and do stupid stuff. But I need to tell you a story about how you came into our lives for the oh first time. Oh my gosh, time. I've been waiting yes. since Sunday for <laughs> this. This is, this is a true story. This is a 100% true story. Um, and, and there's going to be a little interaction here, but I, I really need to, to lay this out in a way that I feel is dramatically appropriate. Okay. So it was many years ago. It was almost three years ago, yeah. um, we, we give or take. And um, you posted something on Twitter. Yeah. And, and you do you know the, the first interaction that I think that we ever had with you uh, where the, the the comment was about what do you like about Nerdy Godcaster or something, and you said, um, I love Neff. Neff is my favorite. Yeah, because he said that he really loved Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Perfect. And I, yeah, and, and he does. And you said, oh, I'm glad that you remember this, okay? <laughs> the, 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 I literally the, made a Twitter so I could tweet that. 
Oh. Wow. Aww. So let's talk Layers. about why. Let's talk about why that was suspect to me. So, <laughs> so you commented on there, and and now this conversation had just happened before, where we had a listener talk about, oh, we love, you know, I love Tori. Tori's my favorite. And somebody said something about, you know, Stephen's my favorite. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I love Neff. Neff is great. Neff is whatever. And I said. Who is this person talking about Neff all of a sudden? So I'm sitting there with Steven. We're at my house. And I'm looking at him going, this person like likes Neff out of nowhere. And where is this even coming from? Yeah, because Steven can and be then liked I, and Tori can be liked, but Neff cannot be loved. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that. It was just something seemed off. Like, hey, this is a new Twitter account. And then I looked at your birthday. Now, now. Alexandria, if you don't mind giving your personal information, what's your birthday? August 23rd, 1995. Neff, what is your birthday? August 14th, 1995. So it seemed like strikingly close, right? <laughs> so I'm going, and what is her name? Her name is, now Now it's pronounced Marissa, but it's spelled Marika. Yeah, it's Maurice with an A. Right, so I, I said, her name is Alexandria Marika. Her name is Amarica. Amarica, Amarica loves Neff. <laughs> So I sat and I and looked and was, I went, it yeah, was, it does. It had one tweet. So it's like. So I said, hmm. Neff created a fake Twitter account. <laughs> Neff created a fake Twitter account so that he could say, Neff is my favorite. I love Neff. And then I could say, Neff. Neff, Neff. So, so Neff. no, no, no. So this, this led me into thinking. Neff was catfishing his own show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we thought. So I thought, I've got to find this girl. There's no way that this girl is real. So I went on a Thanks. quest. To like uh, seriously, like stalker mode, went on a quest to find you out. So I'm like, I'm gonna Google search this person. I'm gonna find out if this person actually exists in real life. And you know what a Google search for you turned up? Nothing. You don't exist in Google. You're you don't exist in real life. And I looked everywhere. I looked all across social media. I, I mean, it was really un, unseemingly, it was, it was unbecoming how much effort I put into this. <laughs> I mean, as because much effort I, as you can get it to an hour. I just <laughs> needed to find out. I'm like, is this a real person or not? Because if you're not a real person, Neff and I, we need to have a conversation about what is appropriate <laughs> and what is not for social media etiquette. So I'm looking it up, I'm looking it up, I'm looking it up, and <laughs> I find, Neff, you can't hold up your board and send secret messages to people. Uh, it is Looney Tunes dust. So, <laughs> so I ended up finally, finally finding something that would imply that you're a real person. And I did by finding who I assume is your mom on Facebook. <laughs> I, how did you weird. do that? That's a weird it, thing listen, to do. Listen, it took a long time, but I was determined. <laughs> because I, it was at that time that I found out that Marissa, Marika, is not your actual last name. So I found it out because I found, and I said, okay, her real life, and I'm, I'm not going to, I don't, can I use your full name or is yeah, that? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, I didn't know if you're secret private going yeah. across, across, overseas into secret places or Yeah, I'm really not that important. I don't <laughs> think they'll track me there. Yeah. <laughs> our, our 80 listeners are going to turn you in. Um, <laughs> so we, we found out, I said, okay, so there, there's a, a, a lady and her last name is Simon uh, on, on Facebook. And she's got a picture of this girl on there, or someone who looks much, very, very similar to this person. And her name is Alexandria. So I wonder if Alexandria Marica is Alexandria Simon. And I went and backed it up, and I'm like, Stephen, I think that this person is a real person. Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> <laughs> Laces out, Dan. But so it took a long time. But I actually, before I ever had a conversation with you, before I even knew who you were, I put a lot of effort into determining whether you were real <laughs> or whether you were a dangerous manifestation of one of Neff's personalities. <laughs> it's like One split, of... but weirder. <laughs> but as it turns out, <laughs> as it turns out, you're real. 
<laughs> and you're here. You Unless. That, so. or that or Nev's really dedicated. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> this is a mask. He's hired an actor. <laughs> it was Neff all along. It was Blake like the Scooby entire Doom. time. <laughs> I've gathered you all here for a reason. And I, so you exist. Here's your $5,000. <laughs> this is an intervention. <laughs> Neff's secretly been paying you to be uh, to, to tweet us for the past three years. No, like I we've wish. That would have been great. <laughs> like we've established. As a missionary, Neff I would take it. So uh, th- you, the first time that you were ever kind of featured on our show, you sent in a video to say goodbye to Tori. Uh, at the end of season one, uh, and that was awesome. Uh, and then you, you've just kind of popped up here and there on our social media. You sent us videos with your, hi, friends. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, and with I, my favorite filter. <laughs> I, I love that filter so much. And I really feel like you've become part of our family. So it's a, a, a real honor to have you with us tonight. And uh, as we were sharing and kind of prepping for, for coming out tonight, I, I, I just I knew that we were going to talk and we are going to try to get to know each other a little bit better. Uh, but then I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool for all of us to get to know one another a little bit better? You know, I, I think that, you know, Lismati is still a little bit new, and maybe there's some folks that have just started listening that don't know our backstories. And backstories are super important to characters. The reasons that when we watch superhero movies or things like that, there's always an origin story. We always want to find things out. It's the, the whole justification for the Star Wars prequels, right? We knew Darth Vader existed. We knew that there was like a backstory, some mysterious thing there. As uh, we we just found out, you know, he turned out to be Luke's father. What? We didn't know that that was even a thing. And what there? What was that whole backstory? Well, then they came back later and made whole movies about it. He was a pod racer. So that happened. Hmm. <laughs> and then they are he, better. Then he killed a bunch of younglings, and uh, we we needed to know the because ba- people want to know the backstory. People want to know why characters, what their motivation is, what it is that has gotten to them this point. You know, um, Bruce Wayne becomes Batman because he loses his parents to tragedy. Uh, you know, Spider-Man got bitten by a radioactive spider. And we, we see this happen in all the different uh, manifestations of this. Now, Lise Mari, you went to see Venom with your twin sister, Marlies. I did. And I, I talked with Marlies at church on Sunday uh, <laughs> about, you know, what did you, what, what was it about Venom? You know, she, she was so curious because she's, uh, she wanted to know, what was the reason, like, what was one of the biggest things that made her curious about the Venom movie? Um, Like, what the what the origin story was going to be. She went in and she was stressed because she wanted to know, is this going to be Spider-Man direction or alien direction? Are they going to do this whole thing? Are they going to bring him in on the spaceship, like from the animated series? Is it going to be like a Spider-Man suit? Are they going to like mutagenically create him? She knew all the facts to which I knew none. (laughs) <laughs> and, they were, and, and they have had a lot of different origins for Venom. You know, the first one in the 1980s, he was in a suit that came back with Spider-Man. Then in the animated series, he attached himself to the spaceship. And when John Jameson came back in, which was a nice touch in the Venom movie that they dropped the John Jameson reference. Um, then the, uh, I think in the ultimate comic books, he was like some biological cure for cancer that uh, that Peter Parker's dad and Eddie Brock's dad were oh, like yeah. working on together. So they have all these different origins for him. Um, and that was one of the things about the Venom movie. How are they going to explain this origin? Uh, in the reboot of the, the Tom Holland Spider-Man, they never really went into the explanation of his, his origin. But, yeah. but we understand... They could have done... But we understand that, that origins are super important for different characters. What is their motivation? And, mm-hmm. um, and and that's why we like when we see those kind of things. You know, we want to we want to understand Captain America, the first Avenger. Why is Steve Rogers this way? Iron Man. You know, the, the story about Iron Man in the cave is so essential to his character. Mm-hmm. What changes Tony Stark from from this kind of guy, this you know billionaire genius playboy, playboy. you know, <laughs> to to a superhero? You know, what what is that transformative agent there? And um, we have 
uh, common transformative agent in our life, the catalyst that makes us who we are, is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, all of us have different backgrounds, all of us have different stories, but we come to this common point at the cross, and it changes who we are. So tonight, if we can, go around the circle here and just share a little bit about our story. How did you come to Christ? What's your background? What what was what is your secret origin tonight? You know, and, and we're just gonna be real and we're gonna be transparent and just tell us what it is that, that's gotten you to where you are. So um, I, I hate to put you on the spot and say you go first, uh, but uh, who wants to go first? I mean, I'm down to go first. Go, girl! If that's okay. I wish you would. Okay. Everyone's just looking at each other like, so like go let's go first. It's a Western it's, showdown. It's, <laughs> I'm not going to go down for this. <laughs> There's been a murder. <laughs> These are crossbows. At the count of three, we're all going to lower our goons. Minor crossbows. Um, so, my story starts uh, back when I was in seventh grade. My older sister used to come to the youth group here. Um, she was invited by her band friends. Yes, Whitney. And one night when my mom was dropping her off to church, I rode with them. And she's like, hey, take your sister with you. And she didn't want to because who wants to take their kid sister to youth group? Um, <laughs> nobody. So, nobody. And you have two kid sisters. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and at that time, our youth group was very high school dominated. And I was... The, like well, I think I was the only middle schooler there for and a while. And you were a wee middle schooler. I was a wee. I'm still. I'm a wee adult. So <laughs> she would still be a wee middle schooler. I she was a middle still. schooler. <laughs> so um, I remember going in and kind of sitting down by myself up in the front, and Tony had talked to me, which we did talk about a couple episodes ago about the origins of Captain Jack. Yes. So I totally remembered your name. Because yes, you totally remembered my name, <laughs> and I just remember going through like the countdown and worship and how it was just such a new and exciting experience for me and that night the teenagers had done a skit to total eclipse of the heart mm. <laughs> and something about uh, seeing the actions and the words of the song made me realize that like I need that love I need that in my heart um, and that's that that was the point when I accepted Christ um, before I really knew what that was and I just I mean fell in love with God and just kept going I mean that, that's like the very catalyst like there's a lot more information but for the sake of time yeah, I'm no, not going to cool. delve into all the little layers. Tell us a little. Tell what, what was Jack, the biggest. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start crying. Oh, we tell us. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> We're going to all cry tonight. I'm an emotional person. Hi. <laughs> what what changed not knowing you before Christ? What was the, What was something that, that you found being like, okay, stark difference between then and now? Well, believe it or not, I used to cuss like a lot. Um, I thought I was a really cool middle schooler and Edgy. thought that swearing was really cool. So that was something that I like. I wasn't a bad kid. Like I didn't. I was a teenager, but I wasn't like a super crazy teenager. Like I didn't disrespect my mom like crazy. I didn't like cuss her out. I was a relatively good kid, a relatively good student. But like, I knew that there was something missing in my life. And to to put it in perspective, in the the skit. Um, Jennifer, I think, was the one who was playing the person who was lost and who was taken away. And so to see... I'm going to start crying now. <laughs> Take your time. To see Jesus come down and 
to rescue us from the the to rescue us from what we deserve because we didn't deserve it. We we ran away from him. Like he came down and stepped in between us and death and sin and he took that for us and so seeing that representation as a young teenager who just wanted to be loved mm-hmm. wow. it was awesome it was very powerful for me and that has also tied into the calling that God has in my life to uh, minister to teenagers so like I've always loved music I've always loved the arts and so having that kind of representation and that kind of ability mm-hmm. to be able to share God's love like I want to be able to do that and be there for teenagers yeah. that's I'm, wonderful I want to apologize for crying but I'm not going to Don't because you God dare. is great yeah. that's awesome <laughs> so that's awesome. I wasn't anticipating crying about it because I don't usually <laughs> cry about it when I tell people that's <laughs> she told us that she wasn't going to cry <laughs> it's going to be a hard follow for the rest of us yeah. jokes on you guys I cry all the time <laughs> <laughs> well now we all have to cry no you don't please don't Did anybody else want to share well, um, my story, and it's interesting, I always kind of, for a long time, felt a little bad when it came to, like, testimony and stuff like that, because I don't necessarily have this, like, epic, I was lost in the world, and, <laughs> you know, drowning in sin, and, and then I found the light. Um, I was pretty much born into this faith. I went straight out the hospital and into a church service, literally my the day i got out of the hospital we went straight to church and so oh, i was like were you born in the middle of a church service <laughs> that's what i thought but he said Listen, you don't you don't leave a pentecostal puerto rican church service for any reason <laughs> it's like in the movie big fish whenever bloom is born he just goes flying down the hospital then she yeah. was born and went flying into the worship service <laughs> so so this is, has just been my life and it um you know i was just raised into faith and i don't want to say forced but um I feel like that um, kind of encompasses a bit. I think that faith growing up was a lifestyle. It was what was taught to us. It was how we lived, you know, because that's how our parents were raising us. And I went to church because my parents had me get up and go to church. And and there wasn't my own foundation of my faith. It was just, this is what we do. This is what my family does. and. As I got older, I felt the emptiness of that. I had a lot of um, loneliness and a lot of anxiety as a child. And I always had this sense of feeling misplaced. And I, I remember feeling like something was wrong with me because I didn't wholeheartedly feel what it seemed like I should be feeling. And I didn't have friends and I didn't feel connected in my family. And from the youngest age, I just remember asking God, like, why would you, you know, my sister and I have an interesting story of our birth. And to make it short, you know, it's a pretty miraculous tale of that we're we're here right now. And I remember thinking to myself, God, why would you let me be alive right now if I was going to be messed up? Wouldn't it have been better for me to just have stayed with you and have been perfect? And and at the young, I mean, it was hard it was hard and I got older and I was looking for filling a loneliness and a void in whatever I could and whoever I could and there was no way to admit that without shame 
and finally there came a point and it was not um, long before my family moved here that things were just very rough in my home there was a lot of um, difficult situations going on in my family I was feeling just very broken I was very lost how old were you um, I want to say this is so 15 15 and I just I gave up on on me I gave up on my family I gave up on goodness to me it was the bad is more easy to believe in than the good because the bad is more evident and it's what I see and I just walked away from God I and no one knew it this wasn't something that my parents I was going to church I was in the service I was praying like everybody else was because that's what I was supposed to do but I wasn't there and one night it just all crumbled I again things were just rough at home things seemed like they were just falling apart I was alone I was scared I was thinking to myself I'm just going to hell because I'm already in hell I felt that way to me I felt so genuinely lost and empty and alone and I just asked God in my room in Puerto Rico God give me some kind of a second chance to be a better person and to actually believe that you're there and actually have a faith that means something and that that could be enough to get me through this and and God did the thing God did the thing um suddenly I developed a faith that was that I created for myself it was not based on I have to believe or I have to follow rules it was based on God is you and me and I'm gonna let you prove yourself real in my life the way only you can and he did and and now here I am and God has been graceful and he has used me and he has given me confidence to believe that I have a purpose and that's not something I ever believed in and I think that um I would not change my life I'm thankful that I grew up in a family that so strictly <laughs> enforced this because I can't imagine having store you know not been mm -hmm. uh, you know if I was weak even having been surrounded by that imagine not and so I'm thankful but I think that um God really gave me an opportunity to stand up and, and be a big girl and say I'm gonna believe this for myself not because mm -hmm. somebody told me to and and I'm thankful for that mm -hmm. yeah rock and roll that's good that's good uh, growing up, I didn't go to church very often. My mom's side of the family isn't very religious. My dad's side of the family, uh, they go to church regularly. So, but I wouldn't consider them really religious, but they are definitely followers of Christ. Um, although looking back at it, um, my particular family, like me and my dad and my mom, my brothers, we weren't exactly that same level, uh, at least not where I am now. And so growing up, I kind of heard about Jesus a lot, but I never really like absorbed anything until I got to high school. Um, there was a point uh, when my dad passed away uh, in between my ninth and 10th grade year of high school, I went through a really bad time where I was just really self-destructive and I was looking for um, quick fixes to being not sad anymore, um, like alcohol, and lustful things that um you know just i went after the things that in hindsight i'm glad some things didn't go through um but then there are things that i did ended up doing like drinking and and stuff like that and um there was a moment where it was just an eye-opening thing that had happened and i was like, looking at myself and how 
destructive, you know, I was at the time trying to fulfill this, this hole that was left inside when my dad passed away and not having that positive figure in my life. And I was like, I looked at all the stuff that I had been doing and I realized that it could hurt me now, both at that time and in my future. So what I did was I ran the exact opposite way and um, I went to my friend's church and even then it was like, okay, I'm going to church every Sunday. So I think I'm good. Right. And, um, and stuff in the day to day didn't change. No, no. Well, I mean, I, I, I definitely toned down on the things that I had been doing, but it was like, oh, I'm good. I'm good to go. I went to church on Sunday. I'm, I'm a fair, I'm, I'm like a, I'm a Sunday Christian. <laughs> Um, and even then I would talk during the whole service to my friend who was sitting next to me who brought me. Um, and then my best friend Blake, uh, one day brought me to Sanctuary Church and, um, to a youth service, which was crazy. Like, and he started bringing me to these youth services here. And over time I realized, uh, how, like how churches I guess how it's supposed to be or how uh, relationships between uh, leaders and students are supposed to be and, and leaders and followers are supposed to be and how we as Christians are supposed to care for other people. And that's something that I hadn't gotten with any other church that I had growing up until I had got to Sanctuary Church. Um, and that there's just like several moments that really like impacted me. The first one was on my birthday in 2013 because um, uh, we were giving away the big hero panels yeah. <laughs> from Revolution Heroes. We did a, a superhero series and we had these big four by four panels that had um, hand painted like really nice like oh, comic fantastic. book style panels on there of superheroes. Yeah. And um, we did a draw. There was a random drawing and uh, on my birthday I ended up getting picked and it was really cool. Yes. Random drawing. Random drawing. But I'm still, at the time, it was it was still, like, it was cool. And, and like, that's what kept me coming back. And at the time, I was like, you know, even though, even if this may be uh, something that wasn't totally random, it felt like something, like, somebody wanted me to have this. So yeah. it was, like, it was nice that somebody cared for me enough to, like, be giving, be giving me something. And that's when I was, like, the people here actually care and that's what it's all about is like loving people and that was like a, a changing thing because like especially at home since my dad passed away my mom had kind of me my, my relationship with my mother and my brothers had kind of deteriorated because we were kind of a broken home at that point everybody's dealing with their own thing exactly yeah. and they're all grieving different ways I had grieved in anger a lot of the time and that ended up um, affecting the way my brothers ended up developing as they got older, they got they were there's still things that I regret doing that I imprinted on them at that time that they still have to deal with today because of me. Um, but another thing that happened, anyway, to, to get past that, um, another thing that happened that was like the moment where I was like, I can do that. Like this is a lifestyle that I want to have for the rest of my life for forever. Is uh, we had an unValentine's Day party. Yeah, and um, part, we had a, we did a party for all the single people on Valentine's Day that they had nowhere to go, and it was like, all oh, y'all come over to my house. I'm gonna cook for you. We're gonna do karaoke. It's for all the all the the, the non romantic folks. You ain't got nobody. You got somebody tonight. <laughs> and I remember we had we had like a spaghetti dinner or something. That's right. And I remember um, 
we were we were we were laughing and i remember tony and i like just laughing at each other just making each other laugh and i was like we can never we can never i can never live at your house because then every dinner time we just be trying to make each other laugh the entire time <laughs> i remember that and um i just remember sitting for a moment while we were sitting like just sitting there and thinking not a single person has cursed or made any lewd remarks or done anything or said anything like incredibly inappropriate or anything like that. And it was like a moment where I was like, so I can live with all this joy and I don't have to live in a way that's regretful mm. or full of guilt and shame and remorse. Wow. And it was a huge moment for me because I was, because I, I used to curse like a sailor back in high school. It was an F word every other sentence. And so to be in an environment that was so full of love and joy was a transforming moment for me as far as accepting a lifestyle that I didn't know was possible. Well, because I'd never been exposed to it. And um, and since then, since then, you've seen a lot of growth in your life. You've seen a lot of, uh, yeah. I mean, not only in your confidence, but in your identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, for a long time, it, I, was, uh, I was known just for cursing a lot or being, you know, that kind of person. But since then, I've, I've definitely matured and as... as Matured as much as I can. Well, <laughs> even beyond even beyond uh, uh, the but, profanity and the words that come out of your mouth, just the sense of identity that you have, and that God is taking you from a young man who didn't really know who you were supposed to be and didn't have that that voice in your life speaking identity to you, mm-hmm. to now where God is calling you into places that maybe you never thought you were going to go before. Yeah, uh, especially back then, if I had thought that I was going to try, uh, I was going to become a a children's pastor or a youth pastor or worship pastor one day, I would have been like, no, I'm going to be a criminal psychologist. (laughs) You're crazy. But now I'm like, how did I ever think I could be anything else? Wow. Like how, how could I have been like, how could I not do ministry? Like I I like, (laughs) I've just, you get exposed to something so amazing like the love and joy of Jesus. And it's like, how can I not tell people about this? How can I not share this with people? It's, it's not just your source, but it determines your course. Exactly. It it just, it was so overflowing and, and it just building up inside. And it's like how I don't want a teenager to ever feel the way I felt. And ever, I won't, I don't want them to ever be, um, without that, that exposure to the joy of Jesus Christ. Like I don't want them. I don't want that, that lifestyle and that love Mm -hmm. to ever be absent from their lives. Not on my watch. Right? No. So that's why I definitely seared me in the direction of ministry is what I'm passionate about. It's what I'm called to do. And it's what I'm going to do. And that's one of my favorite things about what God does is that he takes the things that we need and uses that to help us to meet other people's needs. (laughs) Yeah. That's so cool, man. Thank so, you for sharing. God is good. In a similar way to Neff, I kind of I grew up in a family uh, that we didn't go to church at all. Um, my mom's side, nor my dad's side of the family went to church. I think I m- may even still have a cousin who uh, identifies as a Christian or actually goes to church regularly. Uh, so I didn't really grow up 
uh, with any kind of faith. Uh, like we believed in God, but we didn't go to church. We didn't really talk about it. It was just kind of just there. Yeah. I remember one time going to a friend's house and they were saying they were going to the church the next day and they invited me and I couldn't go. I had to do something. And I remember asking my mom, like, why don't we go to church? And she's like, yeah, we just, we just don't. Like, it wasn't even like it was more of a dismissive thing than anything. Um, and we, we, I didn't have a bad family. I grew up in a very nice family. You know, I was the baby. Uh, I'm nine years younger than my next oldest sibling. So it was kind of like I kind of got almost everything. I was spoiled. I'm just going to say that. I was spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, growing up, uh, I thought I had, like, the perfect family. Like, I knew, like... There were flaws because nobody has the perfect family, but sure. I loved my family. And then when I was 12 years old, uh, my dad came home one night and he was incredibly drunk. And my dad, I had known about it, but I didn't remember. But my dad, when I was a little kid, was an alcoholic. And my mom finally gave him the ultimatum. Like, if you don't get this under control, like, I'm done. So my dad, you know, to keep his family, decided that he's going to quit. And he quit cold turkey and he wasn't, he didn't drink for a long time until that night when he came home drunk. And through the course of the night, it turned out that my dad had also had a cocaine addiction uh, that was bad enough that he was uh, making extra money on the side that he wasn't telling my mom about to pay for his addiction. And my dad had also been battling the depression that he had not told us about. So that night, he decided that he was done and uh, attempted suicide uh, in front of me and my mom. And it was a the beginning of a downward spiral that really revealed the, at least to me, it was like the truth of my family. Um, wow. So, because my dad, I didn't know that my dad had, you know, my dad is just one of those things where his story is just crazy. Cause my dad grew up in a time and in a place where it was normal to offer drugs and alcohol to a nine year old. Uh, so my dad never had an easy go until it was one of those things like he met my mom and his life kind of came together, but he always had the secret stuff that he didn't tell anybody about. And then it just all came out when I was 12 years old. Wow. So going from the idea of having a great family to all this just being thrown at me was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I ended up diving into a really deep depression. And the first thing I started doing in that depression was anytime I had the opportunity, I would drink as much as I can. Um, Whenever me and my friends, which surprisingly we were able to get access to alcohol, we would drink whenever we can. And it wasn't like a way to escape it. It was just like in my mind, like this was the right thing to do. And I, I was a lie to myself because I knew what it did to my family and I knew what it could do, but I still allowed myself to do it. And uh, I had lots of suicidal thoughts. And the only thing at that time that kept me from acting on those thoughts was I didn't want to cause my mom any more pain than she's already gone through with all this stuff with my dad. Over the next couple of years, my dad was in and out of jail. And finally, when I was 15, uh, my dad left. He just up and left me and my mom and we were alone. And it was hard because my mom had to go from being in a dual income to just her and we were already like we already went from a you know before I was twelve we we had a we had a really great like situation financially to by the time I'm fifteen uh, there are times where I'd go a couple weeks without electricity because my mom couldn't pay the bill and, and she was she had some she was sick right or she had some no dis- my, disability my mom issues? my mom eventually she worked at the post office for like twenty five years 
And just through working there for as long as she did and doing some of the work that she did, she ended up getting really bad back problems. Uh, that was a little bit towards the end, uh, a little bit like when I was like 17, 18, she ended up having to retire early because of her. But she also went a long time without really telling anybody about it uh, because she just she had to keep working. Um, so when I was 15 is when my dad left and I tried to act like it didn't affect me, but I got really angry. And I started like lashing out at my mom and it was not fair to her because it wasn't her fault. And I would never blamed her, but I was just, you could just tell like I was not handling it well. Mm -hmm. Um, And during all that time from the time I was 12 to, you know, 15, I developed like a brotherhood with these kids that I had gone to school with and I had known for a long time and they had similar situations going on in their lives. So we kind of all connected and we did everything together. We drank together. We partied together. We did all the stupid teenage boy stuff together. Um, and one of my friends, his backyard name was, wrestling, and we backyard wrestled. We were in <laughs> rap groups. Like it was, <laughs> it was the bee's knees back in 2005. Oh my and uh, my friend Keith, his parents got divorced, and he ended up living with his dad. And his dad moved across the street from this place. I didn't know what this place was, but I'd hang out in the parking lot of this place and wait for my mom to pick me up. And I thought it was a skating rink. Until one day we were playing basketball at his house and his little brother comes walking down the street. He's like, hey, you should come with me next week to this youth group. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, that place right over there is a church and they have really cool youth group. It's for like teenagers and it's really fun. You guys should come. They have this new game. It's called Guitar Hero. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, what's that? And they're like, it's a really cool game. Like it just came out. I'm like, all right. Stay and, saving souls with star power. And Well, no, what really got me there was when he said they had a pool table because we loved playing pool. And uh, so the next week we ended up going to the youth group and I couldn't tell you what and it was the youth group that Tony Talavera was a pastor of. And uh, I couldn't tell you what you, what Tony preached on. Uh, I remember specific things about the night. I remember playing a game where I had to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my mouth. Like one ingredient at a time. Real ministry was happening yeah. that night, kids. <laughs> um, I remember Tony saying the phrase, and out of context, it's weird. Like, you can call you Desiree if you let her. Um, but it's just those weird small things that I remember. And uh, I remember, but I remember feeling accepted by people who had no business accepting me. Well, um, because they didn't know me. Uh, but I felt, I felt like it was a family already. And uh, that Sunday, because uh, you guys invited me to go and come to church. You guys, meaning Tony, you guys were not here. Uh, <laughs> so I came that Sunday, and again, I couldn't tell you what the pastor at the time preached on, but I remember he gave an altar call at the end, and I went up to the altar, and I gave my life to Christ at that moment, and I got a Bible, and I still have that Bible. It's in my room, um, and I was excited, and I started reading Genesis, and I, I was like, okay, this – it's kind of boring because I was <laughs> 15 and I didn't know anything about the Bible. So I thought you just started at the beginning like any other book. Yeah. Uh, which you can. It's not bad if you do that. But when you're 15, it's hard to keep your attention. And uh, I, my lifestyle didn't change really. Um, I was excited about being a Christian and I told everybody, I was like, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian now. And then I would still cuss and I would still party with my friends and we still did stupid things. Uh, and that was in March. And then by the end of the year, I was feeling... The more I got connected in the youth group, the more convicted I would feel about what I was doing. And my friends who were not growing at all, like friends that I had come to the youth group with, they were not growing at all in their faith and I was growing. And there was a constant struggle between do I continue going after this thing that I'm feeling like I should or do I stay with these guys that have been with me through my darkest times and that these guys are my brothers. And uh, I remember one night, 
I was getting a ride home from one of my youth leaders and she was telling me a story of her, you know, kind of a small snip of her testimony where she was doing drugs with her friends, but still going to church on Sunday until she got like a revelation from God saying that you need to stop hanging out with these people. They're bad for you and follow me. And she said, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do, but God made a way and it just happened easily. Like my friends, we just stopped talking. Like we didn't have a falling out. Stephanie. Yes. I was trying not to say your name. Um, Stephanie yes. Judd Westerman. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember feeling like, like, wow, like if, if this can happen for her, you know, maybe this can happen for me. Mm-hmm. And about two months later, I dropped out of high school, uh, dealing with all that stuff with my dad. I just, I just kind of gave up on school. Um, I just hated it. I hated going to school. I don't know why, but it, that was like, I guess my rebellion. And when I dropped out of high school, I told Tony, and he's like, you shouldn't have done that. That's a bad decision. <laughs> he's like, but I'm not going to let you waste your life away. I want you to come help me out. Uh, and it was only supposed to be like for like two days. And then like four years later, <laughs> it never, it never stopped. It just but, stopped. But being able to be in that environment where I wasn't around them every day at school and I was only seeing them like once or twice a week, but I was at church, but I was hanging out with my new church friends and I was under Tony's leadership every day. For like five six hours, I God provided. Oh, <laughs> God provided. I bought him lunch every day for yeah, like five I, years. I don't. I remember the first time he bought me lunch. You'll never let me live that down. God bless you, your ministry. But <laughs> but God provided a way for me to get rid of those influences. And I remember one time I was on MySpace to date myself. I was on MySpace because Guitar Hero didn't. You do went that. on there to date yourself. <laughs> and uh, when I was on when I was on MySpace, my. Uh, my friend Keith, who was like my best friend, um, this was after we kind of had our growing apart. We were getting talking about something, and he s- said the phrase, uh, "I miss the old Stephen. I know the true you because these people, like these people at church, don't know like what we've been through. You used to be cool, but you can keep putting you know this fake charade on for them." And I was like really hurt because I was like, but you like, you see where I was and you see where I am. And you just think that's fake because that's how you, uh, maybe how he perceived himself. Mm. Um, but I was just thankful. And I look at them now and most of them are not doing great. They did not leave that lifestyle behind and they're paying for it. And I'm super thankful that God has brought me out of that. Mm-hmm. And I look at my life and I look and I, what I used to thought was a good family. I look at like my dad's side of the family, which growing up I always thought was my cool family from new Orleans. And it was like, no, the, your family is they're like rednecks. And a lot of them have drug problems. A lot of them are alcoholics and a lot of them struggle. And I always used to think to myself, like, like how could I come from that and be anything? Mm-hmm. And the verses that always come to mind is where, you know, we, Paul says that we are now, you know, adopted, through Christ and mm-hmm. we are made new in Christ. And I, through me, I can change the, the Salisbury stigma, you know, uh, at least in my mind, what it is. Salisbury stigma, band name <laughs> called it. <laughs> pen, 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 pen. But, but I have, I have the opportunity now to start a, a uh, lineage, a heritage of Christ that's cool. In my, you know, with my family. Rock and roll. Man. And, uh, you know, I try to do that with my nieces and my nephew, you know. They, and they come to church every week. They, they love they, they love it. And, like, I, I woke up early this morning and I saw my nephew and he's like, Uncle Steven, are you going to church? And I'm like, no, not today, buddy. He's like, okay. And he's like, <laughs> like really, he, just, he always wants to be at church. He's three years old. But, God uh, bless. 
Yeah. But it's just I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for the the ways in which God has worked through my life that I didn't see at the time. Uh, I used to say a phrase, and it's a stupid phrase, and I'll end it with this. I used to say that I was saved by a sinkhole because a sinkhole made my friend Keith end up having to move to my school in fourth grade. And if that had never happened, I never would have come to Christ because he's the one that eventually brought me to Christ. And that's yeah. something. I love so, it. That's funny, man. So it's just weird little things like that. That's cool. And then there was Alexandria. <laughs> hey guys. Hey. Um, hey friend. Hi friend. Hey you, buddy you. Uh, hey friend. So I I did not grow up in a Christian home. My, my dad is a Jehovah's Witness. Okay. And so uh, from the time that I was like really really little up until sixth grade, we consistently went to Kingdom Hall and knocked on doors. And no birthdays. No birthdays. It was such a bummer. <laughs> um, but so we did that until sixth grade when my grandmother had passed away. Um, we quit going because it caused a lot of fighting between my parents. My mom had always wanted to go to church, but, you know, she never did. Um, and I didn't put much thought into it, but I actually hated going because it was so boring. <laughs> and um, and so we quit going, and then when I was in ninth grade, maybe, they the people from our kingdom hall showed back up at our house and <laughs> knock, knock, knocked on our doors. And um, they invented us the Passover, which is what they, I mean, they celebrate Passover instead of Easter. And so I, I hung the little flyer on my fridge and my dad came home from school that day. He was a teacher and he came home from school and he was like, where did you get this from? And I said, oh, brother and sister so-and-so showed up at our house and gave this to us can we go and my dad was so pumped because like he really missed going to kingdom hall um and so we started going again and then i started a bible study with one of the sisters in the kingdom hall and and something about it seemed so off but i like i kept doing it because i i knew it was going to make my dad happy Mm. and growing up like i had to make my dad happy because um he was abusive and so I would do anything, to, you know, to prevent that from happening, from anything happening. And so, but then I quit going. I just, I said, I don't want to, I don't want to go anymore. And so we quit going. And then around that time, it was, by, by that time I was in 10th grade and um, somebody that I was on the color guard team with invited me to an event for right after high, or right after classes had ended. Um, and my dad was a teacher and so I said hey I'm just gonna stay after school I'll ride home with Rachel is it cool if I stay he said yeah that's fine like he didn't know what was going on and it was actually a movie that they were showing in the auditorium called to save a life oh yeah yeah and so they you know they had this movie I only went because they were giving away an iPod touch and because my (laughs) friend Rachel my friend Rachel invited me and so I remember I, I met the youth pastor. His name was Kevin. I met the youth pastor, and he he went up on the stage before the movie, and he was like, "Okay, guys, we're gonna have the drawing now for the mo- or for the iPod." Um, he did it before the movie. Yeah, I know. Oh, rookie move! Do it, do it I hate to end. see it. It was really his first time. It was <laughs> his. Man. He had just started. He just graduated from Anderson, and so he uh, he did like the drawing for the iPod, and he was like. I don't know who's going to win, but Alexandria, I really hope it's you. You know, and I was like, oh, how did he remembered my name? And I was like, that was weird. And so uh, I didn't win the iPod. I was so oh. upset about it. I know. <laughs> well, now I'm leaving. Like all the other kids who didn't okay. win the iPod. Yeah. So um, 
So we left from the movie, and I remember being so impacted by the movie, and then I was invited to that church's youth group. Well, they, the church was two blocks from my house, so I went down with my friend Rachel the following week. And when I got home, my dad asked me where I had been, and I said, oh, I was at a youth group at a church. Like, isn't that so great? And he was like, absolutely, and he got upset. And so he, like, forbade me to go. Like, I was not allowed to go back to this church. I would have nothing, and I was... And then I remember like a week later, I was like, dad, did you know that there's music on the radio that isn't like pop? And it was like K-Love or something. And I was so excited and I like turned the radio and he was like, turn that off. And I remember he smacked my hand away from the radio. Um, and I just like, I didn't understand that, that it was different. And so, but there was one girl who was a senior, my sophomore year of high school. And she was so persistent. You know, she was the president of the Bible club, like really strong in her faith. And I, I really look up to her now as um, just a role model of what it should look like for a young woman to be in, in Christ. And so uh, her name is Taylor and she was the president of the Bible club and she used to smuggle me into Bible club because my, <laughs> dad, my dad taught at the high school and everybody knew that if he had found out, he would lose his temper, mm-hmm. you know. And so fast forward my junior year, I quit going to that high school. I was going to a tech where I was studying biomed and my friend group there wasn't this like the greatest. They were, you know, the, the partiers on the weekend. They smoked a lot of dope, you know, all of these things. And that's just who I found myself running with. I, I longed for attention and acceptance from literally anyone and everyone. And so I would do anything to be a part of the it crowd, you know? Mm-hmm. So that continued junior and senior year. I graduated. I was accepted to college on full ride. And nice. um, I got to school. And as soon as I got there, I decided my major was going to be biochem. I wanted nothing to do with... Like, I, I declared that I was not going to party. I was not going to become that college student. Spoiler alert, I became that college student. Um, and so I I became so concerned with my social life that I really just wanted to be in again, you know? And so my friends, partying every weekend, drugs, um, bad relationships. And so all of these things are happening and I'm just like, I was given like this little bit of freedom and I ran with it. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the first semester, was put on academic probation for the second semester you know i wasn't like super smart in high school but i studied hard and i did well for myself um and and all of that went to the wayside you know as soon as i had this this little bit of social life and so come around second semester i dropped out because i was failing all of my classes i had no idea what was going on and all of my friends at this point now are professed atheists. I found myself in that line of thinking. And as soon as I, I said that, I was like, there's no way that God could ever exist. I was so convinced because there's no way that there's this almighty creator being who cares about me. And, and so I left school, found my friend group from high school, and I was working part-time at an Arby's. 
consistently <laughs> rolling into work late, consistently high coming into work. And it was just bad. I, I, I found myself in a really bad situation. And then at the end of the summer, I was like, I kind of want to go back to school. I felt like I was wasting my life just working at Arby's. And so I went back to school. They reinstated all of my scholarships. They reinstated all of my academic, my credits and things that I had earned from the first semester. This time, I went back. I had a different friend group. I had changed my ma- my major. and But still kind of like in this this whirlwind of like, I really want to be accepted. And so different friend group, worst friend group. Oh. Um, they the five of us all dropped out at the end of the semester, but we were consistently cutting class and just binge drinking. Um, It became a real regular thing for us that we just, I'm not kidding you. I remember there being a time where we collected how many beer cans, like, and we covered the floor with them. And that was just one weekend and in his dorm. And we were able to fill the floor practically. Um, and so, but now at this point, it's no longer smoking. Now it's pills. Now it's um, cocaine. Now it's all of these things. Anything I could do to just feel like I was a part of the friend group, you know? And at the end of the semester, towards the end of the semester, I actually was kicked out of school. I had planned on withdrawing anyway, but they like they drew the line. My My dean was like, the dean of students said, Alex, we can't let you back on campus. I had wrecked my friend's car without a license, and I had stolen a textbook and sold it back to the bookstore for beer money. Oh, my gosh. Under my own student ID. Oh. And so I came home, and around the time that I came home, my mom had just been diagnosed with late-stage cervical cancer. Oh, wow. Um, great. Like, what do I do now? So I get a full-time job. I'm working 50 to 60 hours a week and I want nothing to do with my family. Like that's just a lot of stuff that I want nothing to do with. I don't want to be involved. And so I, again, found this friend group from high school and it was a continuation of the same thing. I was fighting with my family. I was, I found myself in a lot of addiction. I found myself binge drinking and being a not so great employee. Um, I mean, I was, I, I worked in production. I, I was their highest producer. <laughs> highest producer. <laughs> but um, she was high all the time. <laughs> oh, I get that. Um, wow. Um, so, but, so I was like, I was doing my work, but I also didn't care about my work, if that makes sense. And so all of these things led up until 2015, August. Um, there was now this giant rift between my parents and I they were letting me stay with them but it came to a point where they were like Alex if you're going to stay with us you're going to pay you're going to pay rent or you're going to leave we can't and I was like okay whatever I'll pay rent and he was like I don't. and and so uh it was the weekend of my 20th birthday uh so August 20th of 2015 I went out with some friends so it was a friday night i went out for, with friends and for his birthday and we you know did the whole party in the barn thing and then i came home and then they picked me up again 
or no, I'm sorry. Okay, so it was Friday, so they we, they picked me up and um, we had the party. And as soon as uh, I remember, we started at the farm and then ended up at somebody's apartment. And then I remember waking up in my house. I don't I don't know what happened in between, but there was this vague. I was like, I need to check my bank account because I'm working overtime and I had just gotten paid. And I was like, oh, I need some, you know. So I check my bank account. I'm consistently getting paid like $1,100 every two weeks. And so I check my bank account and I had $78 oh, wow. in my bank account. Oh no. I spent all that money in a matter of 18 hours on drugs, alcohol, and who knows what, you know? And I freak out. I, I call my best friend Cody at the time and I say, Cody, I don't know what's going on anymore. I've literally lost control. I really need, I really need help. And he said, he said, what are you doing right now? And I was like, I'm sitting in my house and I'm crying. And he goes, you need to call your family. And I was like, I am not calling my family and telling them that I am high on cocaine and drunk right now. And, and he says, no, you really need to call your family. And I was like, Cody, whatever. And so I hung up the phone with him and I picked up my phone again and I got on Facebook Messenger and I remember typing this message. I don't remember seeing a name, but I remember typing this message. I need to find God, but I think I need your help. I shut down my phone and immediately like this wave of emotion. And I'm, I'm now like on the floor covered in a blanket, crying and praying. Oh. And I was like, God, I don't know what's happening, but if you're real, I really need to know. Mm-hmm. And so I I remember I get up and I look at the message and I'm like, what am I, I? This is crazy. So I block whoever I message. I blocked them on Facebook. I called my family and my mom loses her mind mm-hmm. and they immediately drive home to get me. And my mom's really angry and my dad's like, but let's show her compassion. And so it was like, it was really weird because like that was not how I expected it to be. I expected my dad to be angry and my mom to be like, oh no, come here. And, um, and so my dad was really, really gracious and he was, he just kept saying, I'm thankful. I'm so glad that you called us. And so we packed up my things and they had been at camp that weekend. We packed up our things and then, um, we called Verizon and immediately changed my phone number. I get to work on, so that was Saturday afternoon that they came and got me. So my birthday was Sunday and then Monday morning, I get into work, and I come out from from the production room, and I open my locker and check my phone, and there's a message from a number I don't recognize. I'm looking at the phone, and I'm like, well, who would have messaged me? I changed my phone number, and nobody had it. And the message said, hey, Alexandria, this is Kevin, and I saw that you messaged me on Facebook. I couldn't reply. I'm not really sure why. And I was like, yeah, that was kind of the point. <laughs> and, but I got a hold of your mom and she gave me your new phone number. I would like to talk with you this week. Let me know if you're available. What? And I was like, okay. Kevin, the iPod touch guy. Ah, oh, that's so awesome. And so. His sophomore year. Yeah. So I, I remember I, I like, I sat my phone down I went out for my break and then I came back and right before we went in, I was like, Let's talk later. I'm at work. And so we planned we planned to meet um, the that coming Friday, so the 28th. 
And so I, so I'm looking at, you know, my phone again and I go back into work and I don't think about it again. And so just the, the week, the, the days leading up to it, I have this, I really hate myself for putting my family through this. I'm like, I'm so mad at myself and I just, I feel worthless. And so backstory, when I was in college, I was diagnosed by the school psychiatrist with um, depression and anxiety. So I had been prescribed like eight medications. Mm. I quit taking them whenever I came home because I didn't need them. Um, and so I I took, I had all of those medications still. And so I, I, I planned on Friday, I was supposed to meet with him at 5.30. I, I planned on just going home and saying, hey, I've been on overtime this week. I'm too tired to meet. Let's reschedule. And I planned on, I so I walked into my house and I walked up to my room and I had all the medication on my desk. And I remember looking at them. And then I remember just stopping and listening and hearing my brothers, my two younger brothers downstairs laughing and playing. And like, my dad was like with my dog and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> and so um, there was just everyone since like, you have to go, you have to go. And so I walked down and I met with him and and so it was, it was the youth pastor and I met with him and he, um, he sat down and I got there and we met at an ice cream place <laughs> and he was, he was like, he was like, yeah, come, come, uh, you know, come order something. And so, um, he was telling me what he was going to get. And then he was like, I bet you would like this. And then he ordered it for me. It was my favorite ice cream, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, that's real ministry. um, right iPod touches and ice cream. Uh -huh. um, and so we went and we sat down under this big oak tree at a picnic table. And we sat down and he talked and he said, he said, what's going on? I just want to know what's going on with you. You know, and I told him everything. Like I left nothing out. So this man, like I met two minutes ago, <laughs> who met me as a sophomore in 2010, is now hearing my life story unfiltered and i i was like i have nothing to lose if he judges me he judges me and i fully expected to be met with like i'm sorry you messed up just a little too much and instead he met me with the gospel of jesus christ and he's explaining all of these things and he says would you like to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior? And I was like, I don't know what that means, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so he he took me and we went to his house. He just lived a couple blocks away. And he introduced me to his very pregnant wife, Sarah. And they took me to Chick-fil-A and to get my first ever Bible. And so that's that was a good day. Right? And so that's two ministries hand in hand. Yeah. So every time it's a fun story. Every time I, I sing Amazing Grace in the line, oh, 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 how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. Yeah. I think of Chick-fil-A in my Bless. Bible. Bless God. And so, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I mean, even just in the past three years, it has been a wild ride. There was a time where I felt abandoned by God as my father, and now I call him my papa. And so there's so much that God has been doing between then and now. And you guys are a huge part of it because I had a clean break from my old friends from my past because they had 
they had no contact with me. I wanted nothing to do with them. And every day I used, I kept that job and I was still their highest production, but sober. <laughs> um, and so I remember I good. used to come home every day at work at 5.30 and read for like four hours. I would read scripture for like four hours at a time. And then I found your podcast because we were we were allowed to listen to podcasts at work. And so I, I always joke that my only friends after becoming Christian for the first eight months were Jesus and the Nerd of God cast. Oh and so you guys, I'm serious, helped me so much in my faith journey. And I'm so wildly blessed and thankful for each of you. And we'll cry again. So. That's amazing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm like legitimately got tears right now. It's okay. <laughs> That's wonderful. And now look what you're doing. I mean, God has got you again, far from home in a new, a new world ready to go in. I mean, go out there and find people that nobody else would find. Mm-hmm. And it started in a gym with a movie. It started in a barn at a party. It started at an ice cream parlor and under an oak tree mm-hmm. and at Chick-fil-A, you know? And and all, all along these ways, there's mm-hmm. people who have never heard that are going to hear because of what God did in you. Mm-hmm. And that's the wonderful thing about salvation is mm-hmm. it's contagious. Uh, and I sit here at a table with some amazing people. You know, I've, uh, Stephen, I've known the longest, Jackie, Neff, Lismati, and, you know, here we are. And uh, the greatest thing to me is to see what God has done in you and then what you have done with that. Because, you know, Jesus, oh my goodness, man, I'm, I'm so tearing up right now. The, just the greatest thing is that God gives us that testimony because, yeah, we have scripture, we have the Bible, we have the stories, we have the gospels, we have the good news. But boy, that good news takes shape. So much more, you know, Stephen, you talked about starting in the book of Genesis and not understanding what's going on because the Bible comes to life when we see the scripture with, with two legs. We, it comes to life when we see it in the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the people that we encounter in our everyday lives, for them, the scripture comes alive when they see it in us. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have the testimony. When, when, when we walk that out and we show people who we are and our story, it doesn't just become a religious text. Mm-hmm. It becomes, we become evidence of that. We are living proof of God's goodness in our transformation, in our before and after. That's, that, that really is what seals that deal. And when people see that in us, I think it gives permission to see themselves as part of the story. Not just, here's this thing that happened in the Middle East a couple thousand years ago, uh, but look what God is doing. Look at the way he changes lives. And maybe he could change my life too. Mm-hmm. There's something amazing because our testimonies, because our stories are not just history, but it's an invitation. It's an invitation to follow after Jesus. When I think of all of these guys in the Bible, the the humbling experience that Peter had to go through, all the times that he followed Jesus and had to be corrected, you know, when, when he betrayed him and denied him three times. And, and then here's the guy who stands up on the day of Pentecost and says, hey, what you heard is true. It's all true. Let's do this thing. And thousands of people you know, you're, you're going to step out of, of this place in three months and you're going to change the world. You know, these guys show up in, in youth group on Wednesday nights or on a podcast or in a children's church or in your school or wherever it is that you go I, I, and change the world. One person at a time, maybe, but just sitting around this table. Think about when God changed one person who was Jackie 
when God changed one person who was Stephen, who was Quentin, who was Lismani, who was Alexandria, who was Tony, who was Nick, when God changed Tori, when God changed EJ, when God changed Jessica. The gospel moves forward, and it moves forward through us. Your story matters. So thank you guys so much for opening up your hearts and, and telling us who you are and, more importantly, who Christ is in you. That's um, This has been a really good night. Really good. What's up, man? I, well, I hope I can kind of speak for everybody here, and this is not taking away at all from what God has done, but, in fact, just proof of how of what you just said but a lot of us or I think maybe all of us wouldn't be right here without God having used you Tony to impact us so I just want to you know put that out there that you definitely have been the biggest influence in my um, walk with Christ and so it's just amazing that God has been able to use you like that Thanks, man. Um, thank you. Uh, Pastor Steve, um, who you don't know, uh, Pastor Steve was a Baptist youth pastor who came to McCracken Middle School in 1991 to visit a couple kids from his youth group, and I happened to be sitting at the same table as them, and Pastor Steve was not afraid to look over to a lonely, neglected, rejected, downtrodden eighth grade boy and smile at him and talk to him. And Pastor Steve Livingston, who, you know, you'll never meet this side of eternity, uh, gave an invitation to a kid who otherwise would have never had an invitation to go with them to a Christian rock concert. Mm-hmm. And I got to go see Petra. <laughs> and Petra means rock. And uh, I, I gave my heart to Jesus very much, very much like, you know, Alexander. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, yes, this seems right right now. Okay. And again, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to share my story on top of that. But again, somebody you don't know and you'll never know impacted my life. And if, if I've been able to impact your life, um, then we need to thank Steve. And we need to thank whoever it was that ministered to Steve. And it goes back, and it goes back, and it goes back. If we go back any farther, we're just going to hit Jesus again. We're just going to hit Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) It starts at the cross, but it doesn't end with us. So uh, change someone's world. Everywhere you go, you have the opportunity to create an impact. And remember, it's, it's Christ in you. You are a reflection of his glory. He is the light of the world, and you are the light of the world. Let your story share his glory. So let us know what your background is. Tell us a little bit about your testimony. We'd love to know. Uh, You can hit us up on all of the social medias. Email us. uh, Share a little bit. We'd like to praise God with you. Um, And, um, you know, we're just so thankful. You can also call and leave us a message at our Nerdy Godcast hotline at 760-N-O-G-C-A-S-T. And uh, we'd just love to hear a little bit, celebrate with you, and give glory to God for what he's doing in your life. Uh, We are just about at the end of the road tonight. And, um, boy, I am... Super blessed and super thankful Mm -hmm. uh, that you have been with us tonight. Alexandria, Marissa, thank you. Uh, Marika. I'm glad that you're you're a real person. (laughs) So uh, but but it's been it's been fantastic. I don't feel so good. (laughs) Uh, Today we um 
I posted on our, our Twitter, hey, you know, we got a, a special guest, a longtime listener, going to be coming in and sitting in the studio with us. And uh, it was just funny to me to see how many people Some were people like, were jealous. we're jealous. <laughs> like, we want to do it. So, uh, hey, if you're in the Orlando, Florida area and you'd like to be part of the Nerd Godcast for one night, um, just know you have to be extremely amazing like Alexandria. The yep. bar is set really <laughs> high right now. So uh, we don't just let anybody in here to the uh, the squared circle. Your first tweet has to be, Neff is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's the caveat. That is the qualifier right there. But uh, but we, we do want to say thank you. We we learned something from a friend who was on the show before. And you're the first person, I think, that's ever been on the show that we didn't previously know. Yeah, so you're the first yeah. listener you're, turned. You're, you're our <laughs> first that pure, we pure guest. Because like, Josh Martin was our first guest, but we had a relationship with him yeah, before. Yeah, everybody that's been here has been somebody that we've known prior to the show or, or outside of the show so you Even are Christian Talavera our pure Nerd of God cast are you guest. saying we weren't friends before this no no I'm saying we, we weren't friends before the Nerd of God cast oh, brought okay. us together gotcha. so it's a, it is a pure nog now. experience uh, but we did learn something from another guest on the show Christian Zadek from Street Food who's also yeah. uh, does work for the gospel around the world but Christian came here and he brought us a book and he said that it's a Chinese tradition to have a gift for someone when when you have an encounter with them so uh, that's something I'd like to adopt from him and I'd like to start it right now with you our first pure guest uh, we have a little gift from the Nerd of Godcast and I'd like to give it to you uh, with love and respect and our way to say welcome to Florida and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast family so this Aww. is a gift card to Wawa <laughs> 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 it's like I know that you have a moral <laughs> objection to Wawa because oh. you're a sheets girl we don't yeah. I love sheets. Thank you. I love. I didn't even dawn on me that you have sheets. Hi. Everyone, Everyone should have sheets. They go on your bed. Shut up, Steven. <laughs> this is oh not the time gosh. for that. <laughs> I'm so excited. I I understand. I understand where she's coming from. But you like Wawa. I get. Yeah, but you. Not sheets is better. Sheets. I'm telling the, you. Um, the cheese. The the cheese curds. Oh, Wisconsin cheese bites. They're so good. My favorite. Shout out to sheets. Ugh. Sheets, please come to Orlando and save these poor, poor souls. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing: you don't, you don't have to use it for. You can get gas with it. <laughs> get the, the Wawa gas is fine. You can just get a bunch of 44 ounce beverages. Whatever makes it, you can regift it. I don't care. But, <laughs> but it's uh, just a little something uh, for you from you us. It. <laughs> they would throw this in the trash. Don't you dare! Don't do it. Just give it back if you don't want it. No, I appreciate it. But no, really, are, thank you. We are really glad to have you here. And thank you again so much. We're, we're, it's just a treat to have you with us. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first Sunday that you walked in, you came to our church right off the train. Yeah, I literally, I was on a train for 17 hours. I hope you guys know this. I didn't shower for like 24 hours, and I was wearing leggings, a tie-dye t-shirt, and a backwards ball cap. You looked so comfortable, though. I was I very looked jealous. like absolute trash. And you walked into our church. And did anybody say you look like trash? No, we loved it. We were so excited. And I brought her up front, and I was in the middle of running around. I guess I didn't even fully anticipate that you were going to be here that day. That's no, okay. Steven was the only one that knew. And I ran up, and I said, I said, hey, come come sit up here. I'm going to find you a seat. I sat her with Sonny. Mm -hmm. and, uh, who's and not a part of the show. <laughs> who's not a part of the show, but Sonny is our, our friend. And uh, I was just like, here, here's a person to sit with. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it is it's an honor to have you. We're really excited. This is a fun thing. So I thought you, I thought your clothes, I thought with your clothes, I thought you were done just yet. proactively stylish. We've got a couple. We've got a couple more people that are on my list of Nerd of God cast squad that we would love to come out here. I don't know that I want to drop any names right now and make anybody jealous, but uh, I'll drop them. I'll make people jealous. But uh, I, I will tell you this. I, uh, I I tweeted something. Uh, it was a little poll about which Disney afternoon show was the best Disney afternoon show. I didn't know any of them. And that. there was only four show four votes at that point. Three of them were for Duck 
DuckTales, and one was for Darkwing Duck. Well, Scott, yes. Scott Higa, the Christian nerd, texted me and, with a screenshot of it and said, three of your listeners are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, dude... Darkwing, I said, Darkwing Duck is the weakest show on that list, son. And uh, he said, I've um, never wanted to fly to Florida more so I can punch you in your southern mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love Scott. So, Eagle. Scott. Scott's the best. Come on, buddy. Don't, don't sing it. Bring it. So oh. <laughs> I voted for Darkwing Duck. Wait, we'll, what were the choices? We'll I did not see Disney that. Gu- it was uh, DuckTales, which is obviously the best one. Uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, and uh, I didn't leave, I didn't put Gummy Bears on there because Gummy Bears uh, Tailspin. was arguably terrible. And Tailspin, which got no love, no, but I love Tailspin. Listen, in my opinion, out of those four, I like Tailspin no, the most. No, out of those four, I like uh, Goof Troop the best. Goof Troop wasn't on the Disney Afternoon, was it? Yes, I don't think it was. it was. I think it was a Saturday morning show. Nope. I, think it was I know morning none show. of those shows. I may be wrong. It was well, both. I think they ended up being both, just like Gargoyles. Gargoyles <laughs> ended up being a Gargoyles. Saturday morning show. Gargoyles. Gargoyles. Any, any more Gargoyle news? Oh, yeah. Fine? Wait, what has happened in Puerto Rico? No updates. They haven't been caught. People are still they don't in exist. That's next why. Week, next week, we would love to know uh, a little bit more about But is there more bacon? <laughs> Not yet, that's and I'm glad question. that you bring that up because that's my real concern. She's, she's that's, like, everybody concern. else keeps talking about gargoyles, but Thank I'm like, you, but Alexandria. is there bacon? So in Puerto Rico. <laughs> so these are the questions. Is that there people bacon really want in Puerto Rico? Sheets and bacon. You guys are now best friends. <laughs> I think that's just what happened. Liz Marie's autobiography. Is there bacon in Puerto Rico? <laughs> <laughs> the Liz Marie Valentine story. So <laughs> next week, when we come back in two weeks' time, uh, it's going to be right up on the Halloween season, and we're going to be talking about the things that give us uh, frights and. Scares and bumps the in the night. <laughs> that gives us the, the willies. willies. <laughs> Things that go bump in the night. So, uh, so maybe Elise Marty will have more horror stories from the Island of Enchantment. Oh, I uh, could totally do that. Yeah, <laughs> there's chupacabras there, man. So no, it's, it, it's pronounced chupacabra. <laughs> it's pronounced chicharrón. Um. <laughs> it's pronounced throat wobbler mangrove. Yeah. So, uh, well, we are at the end of the road tonight. Um, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for tracking with us this long. Special thanks to Alexandria, yeah. Marissa, for being Woo. with us. God bless you and your ministry uh we are we are about out of time again don't forget to connect with us across all the social medias nick sadler thank you for making everything work and sound yes. good yes. tonight we love You're you welcome. yeah uh, well that's all the time for the nerd of god cast i'm tony t and steve o supremo bye 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 uh. jackie freaking wilson bye the big man quentin gregory neff adios the lovely lady lee smotty in the booth nicholas sadler goodbye and the incredible amazing and as she holds her Wawa gift card trepidatiously, ungrateful, <laughs> Alexandria, Marika. Good night. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd go, God bless Marika. <laughs> we ain't got to go home. But, but we can't stay here. We got a little bonus game for you guys tonight. We're going to play a game of Password. You guys remember this maybe from TV shows where you yeah. you have a word and you've got to communicate it to your partner, but you can only give one word clues. So uh, the, the category is for the whole thing, it's going to be Bible characters and superheroes. So it's uh, something from the Bible, someone from the Bible, and or a superhero. So uh, you'll have to give clues, get your partner to guess. Any questions? All right, we're going to give you 60 seconds. Um, you can pass. Just don't pass ridiculously. It's going to be Jackie and Steven tonight. Yeah. Ah. Versus we're Neff. the pale ones. <laughs> Versus Neff and Lee's Money. We're the ethnic ones. Uh, ethnic one. And me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, nope. Um, so here we go. We're going to get started. Uh, round one is going to be Jackie and Steven. Jackie, you're going to give Steven clues. Remember, one word clues. You mm-hmm. can guess once uh, per clue and here. 
we go in five, four, three. Queen. You can give another clue. Bible. Bathsheba? Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to remember the story. <laughs> just pass it. Just pass it. Pass. Okay. Strong. Uh, Samson. Yes. I almost said bad. Dark. Uh. Comic. Okay. Uh, Venom. Mm. Batman. Yes. <laughs> Same thing. Father. Odin. Jesus. God. Son. How many? You oh, can't just sorry. keep guessing. Sorry, Wait sorry, for sorry. a clue, man. Sorry. Um. Sacrifice. Jesus. Um. You said no pronouns, right? Please. Okay. Um. I don't. Beard. Thor. Bible. Oh. oh, I'm so mad that I can't get this one. Yeah, that's going to be time right there. Okay. In 90 seconds. Anybody else want to take a guess at that one? Abraham. Yeah, is it Abraham? Uh, she was giving you better clues than you were answering. Sacrifice. And dark. How did you get it from dark? All right, dark? Th- throw, the ones you, throw the ones you passed back in the bag. That you can take pass. Abraham and just leave it off to the side. Mm-hmm. And you guys got two points. Uh, all right, we're going to switch back over here. We're going to give it to Neff and Lismati. Who's giving clues first? Lismari. I guess so. All right, Lismati. Take a look at your first clue. Remember, you can play or pass. pass. One, one word clues. Automatically. One word clues only and then guess. All right. And here we, 90 seconds on the clock. And here we go. Am I able to like, no, it's one word. I pass. <laughs> on, on the right foot. <laughs> we passed our first one. Um, One word clues? Yes. Oh, That's gosh. three words. That's four. That's five. Cumberbatch. Doctor Strange. There we go. Does that right. count? Yes. <laughs> I thought you could I mean, use no, you pronouns. can't really. Oh, you can't use pronouns. No. Restart. I'm gonna restart your round. Yeah. No, you can't do that. Good God, man. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Sorry. No proper okay. notes. All right. Start over. No. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh yeah, we got this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I see. I know it was. We have. These we have two. Right. So you guys can catch up. All right. <laughs> the bar's set pretty low. Um, Here we go. A tree. Groot. <laughs> Moses. Bible. Uh, uh, Moses. No. Um. Oh gosh. Tree. Um. Sea. Um. Noah? Young. Oh, gosh. Um, do you want me to pass? Oh, um, um, Zacchaeus? Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's like, what's Very his name? Good. Midget. You could have said two. Um, green. Hulk. <laughs> Female. Gamora. Also a Bible term. Where is it? Whale. Jonah. That was a good one. Hammer. Thor. Boy! 
Y'all are getting a really the easy one. The thing that swallowed. Jo- oh no. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Too many words. <laughs> you have to put that down. Did I put this one down? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Time's still ticking. Go, go, go. Next one. We get like two seconds. Next one, go. I keep forgetting. Um, um, oh gosh. Mm, Guardians? Star Lord. That's time. Jax. All right. And that was a pronoun. What? Was it? Or no, it's a noun. Guardians. If it was one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you know what a pronoun pronoun is? No. (laughs) (laughs) So these go back. Pronouns like he and her. Mm -hmm. Right? I just know that from no. YouTube. Sure. It's a proper noun. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, eight. You're gonna, you want to do the guess? Yeah. Okay. I think he wanted us to. All right, so what's your score? Four. Four. All right, so they're up on you guys by two. two. All right. Steven, All right. give good clues. I'll try. And we'll start no, 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 no. in three, two, I'm going to give you good clues. One. That's going to okay. be good. Uh, blind. Daredevil. Arrow. Green Arrow? No. Uh, Hawkeye. That's like you didn't have a name. Talking. Mm-mm. Animal. Uh, Rocket? Bible. <laughs> Rocket Raccoon. Um, the Donkey. I I'll can't take it. Okay. I'll okay. Take it. I don't know the name of the Donkey. That's what it is. <laughs> King. Uh, King David. Cherubim. Uh, Ark of the Covenant. Uh, no. Um, wings. An angel? Like, okay, that's what my first thought. I was like, Cherubim. it's too deep. Woman. Eve. Dead. <laughs> dead. Okay. Jesus was dead. Alive. Uh, Lazarus. <laughs> I was like, wait, why does this sound familiar? Talking. No. That's, Animal. That's time. Uh, that's time. Well, we got we got a lot. This is nice. See, Stephen, you're much better at this than I am. Seven you plus got all those? Two yeah, seven. is nine. Those America tell you're totally invested, so I'm so <laughs> ready to win this game. All right, so you got to get five to tie, six to win. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Six to win. No, I trust me, and I'll trust you. All right. <laughs> but here. it won't start with me. <laughs> All right, here we go. In five, oh four. Gosh. You're going to kill it. Three. You're going to kill it. You're going down. Stop ladies. talking. Sorry. <laughs> go. Oh, wrong side. Uh, tree. Groot. Seem too easy. <laughs> uh, oh goodness. Uh, boy. Okay. Pastor. Uh huh. Mm. Trainee. Trainee. Can we pass? Yeah. Can I pass. Uh, uh, hood. Uh, red. Uh, no, no. Little red, right? <laughs> no, wrong one. Robin. A hood. Robin. Robin Hood. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. Comics. 
<laughs> Feel free to pass. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, um, uh, a, a murder attempted. Uh, attempted murder. A boy. Oh, um, so not Abraham already was one. Um, Isaac. No. Dang it. Good guess. Yeah. Uh, royalty. Bad. <laughs> That's gonna be tied. Bad. <laughs> Bad. Bad. So let's let's review. Let's Bad see what which one. What was that? King Saul. King uh, Saul. Was the other one? Was one of the other ones? Timothy. Timothy was the pastor, right? Young mm -hmm. pastor. Was it? Was the other one? Green the, arrow. Green arrow. Um, All right. Let me see the bag real quick. Mm -hmm. The one that I had to pass with you for the first one, Stephen, was Esther. Oh, she was uh, a queen, right? Yeah, am I, am I, I knew that okay. one. Okay, I, I only read that story I knew, once. I, here's the thing: I knew what it was, but I couldn't think of the name. Mm -hmm. I, knew I kept wanting to say Rahab. I knew it was Esther. Okay, I got you. Um, here we go. I'm just gonna crank some of these things out. If you uh, guess it first, you. Oh, I'm sorry. You, I just ruined one of them. Then I'm sorry. Why? The, the, the one that we put back. It's okay. We'll, oh, you'll, you'll get I, it then. I, I, we get him. Okay. Um, all right. So again, these are comic book or or uh, super superheroes or Bible characters. Um, all right. Here we go. Female. Black Canary. Strong. Catwoman. Alcoholic. Sheep. Jessica Jones. Ah. Jessica Jones. Um, valor. Mighty. Thor. No, we already did Thor. Oh, we already did Thor. Uh, Lantern. Lantern. Green Lantern. <laughs> Jar. Thor Revere. 300. Oh, 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 um, oh, oh, Gideon. Gideon. Uh, so uh, know that. Rodent. Rocket Raccoon. Yes. Um, That's cheating. what I was trying to think. What were they use in the movie? Harlem. Globetrotters. Oh, Luke Cage. <laughs> Luke Cage. <laughs> Mine was the right answer. Okay. Shield. Agent. Agent Coulson. Nick Fury. Nick Fury. <laughs> Insect. Spider-Man. Mantopia. Small. Insectopia. Ant-Man. Ants. Ant uh, Woody Allen. What? <laughs> He's like Larry King. Does yellow yellow ellipses. Uh, Doctor. Strange. Clown. Mm. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was the back. King. Pin. Africa. Black Panther. I said T'Challa. <laughs> I didn't say Black Panther. It's wrong. Um, Chaka. Uh, Outlaw. Han Solo. What game are you playing? <laughs> Sorry. Legendary. Star Lord. Star Lord. Uh, Legendary Outlaw. Oh, man. Protege. Uh, Timothy. Boy. Robin. Robin. Mm. King. Saul. So let's do we already did David, David, so it's not David. Wise. Solomon. Solomon. So the Stephen's going to play S. with Tony. Brother. Bear. <laughs> no. I'm just going to give funny answers. Loki. Uh, jewelry. Thief. Oh. What? Statue. Baby. Uh, Aaron. Oh, yeah, Aaron. Ephod. What's been next? Um, Cherubim. Claws. Wolverine. <laughs> um, uh, uh, prophets. Jeremiah. Isaiah. Fi Ezekiel. Just sorry, throw sorry, out words. Steven, you you're banned. <laughs> For one round? For the rest of the game. What? No. Uh, just don't water. Be out answers crazy. Ezekiel. Fire. Oh, no. I know what it is. Um, is it Moses? Ravens. I know what it is. Oh, gosh, his name. Uh, I get Mantle. Uh, we know you know what it is. I know. I feel bad. No, I'm sorry, guys. Amos. 
No, it's um, Micah. I'm just going through the entire last end of the Old Testament. I can't remember the name. You're dying right I'm now. I'm dying right now. Stephen. Uh, Elijah. It is. I didn't think it was an E. It was one of the E's. These are the days of Elijah. See, you're banned again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <angry>. Reshun. <laughs> Unshun. Uh, lasso. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Wonder Woman is correct. Hey. Catwoman. Mother. Goose. Um, Frigga. Earth. Mother Earth. Uh, Mary. Gaia. You're banned for the game. I thought it was for the one thing. No, you're banned. You're totally banned no, now. Why totally not? banned. Lifetime banned. Alexandria meant. Pregnant. Mary. Yes. Am I really banned? Yes. Why can't one have to be banned? Because you won't shut up. I sang a song of praise. Curse. Steven. <laughs> Steven. I love it. Uh, Comforters. Us. For Steven. Boils. I hear comforter and I think blanket. Um, <laughs> scabs. Plagues. Moses. Uh, Ramses. You can't name this. You can ban him. He's uh, being mean. Can we double ban him? I attention. I'm sorry. Uh, upright. Um, whirlwind. Yeah, that's a good clue. It's a Tasmanian uh, devil. Trabajo. Holy Spirit. Stupid. Work. Did you say work? I know what it but is. Kind of like that. <laughs> Speaking in tongues. I don't know what you're doing. Is Paraclete another one? I was no. paying attention oh, to some I of the clues. Jesus. Uh, it was Job. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Was the dumbest Shut your mouth! <laughs> that <laughs> makes sense with everything you Trabajo. just said. Trabajo. <laughs> uh, stepdad. Joseph. Boat. Um. No. You're banned. <laughs> he did the same You're thing. You're banned. Why do you gotta take points away You're from me? You're banned. Every time you speak again, I'm gonna take a point away from you. Is it Noah? I can mute his microphone. No, that's okay. <laughs> I will yell. <laughs> out I won't learn anything. Uh, criminal. Smooth. Michael Barnabas. Jackson. Barnabas. <laughs> <laughs> You Bar sure? Barnabas? Barabbas. Barabbas. Sorry. Giddy and son. He's saying worse things than me. Why aren't you banning him? Man. Woman. Adam. 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 Nailed it. Uh, That's not fair. His name means man. Apostle. Paul. Yes. This is uh, the first one that came to mind. Mother. <laughs> Father. Uh, That's not even a name. You're banned too. <laughs> Just the girls now. Gosh. Mother. Mother. Okay. Old. Sarah. Sarah. Oh. Sarah. Sarah. Sarah Harding. Strong. We already did Probably Samson. Flying. Flying. I know those Who ones. flew? Cape. Oh, Superman. I'm thinking Bible. I'm like. <laughs> Superman, you got it. Who in the Bible? Uh, staff. <laughs> Moses. She got it. I also have a lot of Loki. Angry. Hulk. Yes. Uh, spin. Doctor. Spin. Uh, swing. Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh. Whip. Uh, <laughs> if you said whip, I would This is a tough one. Uh, successor. Uh, so what you make it. Leader. Young. Jacob. Successor, leader, young. Oh! Did Nick just say it? Nick. What did you say? I said Jacob. Nope. No. Oh. Uh, oh, I think I know what it is. Tent. Can I say it? No, we're we're say it? Stone. Stone. Yes. There Joshua. Yes. Joshua. I was like, go. it's not Caleb, it's the other guy. Joshua and Caleb, my favorite. Betrayer. Judas. Judas. Uh, Rock. We already Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> uh, Rooster. 
Oh, um, Peter. It's Peter. Ah, dang it. I was like, we already did that. I do declare. We didn't do Peter. I thought we did, did it? No. They all kind of blend together. Water. Um. King. Trident. Aquaman. 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 Nice. Last one. Billionaire. Iron Man. Philanthropist. We already had Batman, so we know it's not him. Uh, all right, uh, let, let's add up our scores. Oh, I wasn't keeping. Wait, tally. who did you? I wasn't for keeping you? score. Reshund. Uh, no, add up your scores from the first two rounds. Oh, we, didn't keep we have score nine. First you have nine. Up. What do you guys have? Oh, we won. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten. Wait, 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 wait. No, right. no, 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 no. You said you said they had five. Congratulations, guys. The ones that give a big high five. He's counting all of them. He did not count it right. Thank you so much. Congratulations, Lisa. Stop stealing points from me. Because he's stealing points from me. He's, they're cheating. You said that really they awesome. had to get five. How you guys turned around and made that thing come win. back. Congratulations, you guys. That is baloney. Yeah. See, Jackie, Problem. now you know how this I feel. Well, listen. I recognize one that we got. That is how you guys turn a setback into a comeback, and I think we can all be really proud of this Wait a Cinderella second. We story. had ten, too. Look, we missed the count one, so it's tied. Are they cheating? I feel like they just cheated. Yeah, I think you're cheating. Good night, everybody. Hey. That's downtown, downtown, Quentin. That's baloney. Hey. That was two seasons ago. Doesn't matter. Oh, wait. I have one more that just fell underneath the table. Are we still recording? <laughs> what is it? First one to get it wins. Tiebreaker here, okay? Wait, are we banned still? Unshun. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Skull. Punishment. Red Skull. She got it. Yeah! She saw we it. still won. We, we still beat you guys. I don't think so. I think you're Listen, give me the auxiliary cord that's getting towed. Yes, the nerd of God cast. I'm looking forward to Tony T. Steve.